0: Alright, we are live. Little twist on Menace and the Man, Stan the Man, joined by the MMA legend Eves Edwards.
1: What do it do, Stan the Man?
0: What's going on, Eves?
1: Um, not much. Just chilling in the basement. I um reached out to Dennis and he's like working hard, so he's like, Hey man, you do me a favor, fill in for me.
0: Oh, Oh, Menace messaged you too?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, alright. I messaged
1: him out of the blue. And, um, I don't know. Maybe it was Fortune. Because, like, he just asked. And then, I thought he gave you my number. He
0: he gave me your number a while ago. Okay. But then even today, I was like, oh, let me try Eve's. And it's just funny that I guess it worked out. Now, he what time is it? Eight oh five. So he just messaged me. Yours and his conversation. Okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, so like, if so we were supposed to connect because of Dennis, we would have connected right now at eight oh five.
0: Yeah, I would. He would. He see. He's a last minute kind of guy. <laughs> it's the 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 Puerto Rican in him, you know. You dig it? But yeah, menace is working a double.
1: Are you wearing a shirt from a strip club? Yep. Which strip club is that? Do I need to go there?
0: Uh yeah, it's Are in. You Ro- tab. It's in Rhode Island. What am I drinking? Are you drinking tab? Tab. What? Do you, what's tab?
1: Oh, okay. No, you can Google that then.
0: Oh, you thought you thought it was like uh the ghetto soda?
1: No, tab is a soda from like the eighties. I don't even know if they still make it.
0: No, I'm drinking the bubbly. The bubble. It looks
1: just like that. It's a, it's a pink can. It says Tab on the front. Man, I gotta, I gotta find a,
2: I gotta find a picture of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I, i have pretty. I've seen Tab before.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's funny though. But now nah, we drink usually beer. You drink right or no?
1: Um, usually
3: just rum.
0: Okay. Yeah. We usually we'll do vodka sodas, but we're usually we have a beer sponsor, Great South Bay Brewery. And uh, yeah, we're usually sipping back on Great South Bays on this ep- on this uh, show. E- okay. Every episode, pretty much. You know, they like supported Menace during his fighting career, and then once we start, once we started podcast, and they were like, "Yeah, we're we're into that."
1: was you got a producer over there handing you shit.
0: No, I was. I'm, I'm touching levels. I produce this shit.
1: <laughs> I figured as much. I should have said a PA.
2: Yeah. I need
0: to I- produce. I should have just rolled with it and been like, yeah, I got people handing me stuff. <laughs> like, I remember one of the times when I we saw you at the PFL, you were like, oh, you're like his squid. I was like, absolutely not. I was like, I'm an idiot. I barely know what I'm doing.
2: Squid's too smart, man.
0: Squid's really smart. Squid even motivated me in a sense that uh, I added some like sound effects and whatnot to the show.
2: Bow, bow,
1: bow, bow, bow. That's like Squid's favorite sound <laughs> I um. I've been watching True Blood. Have you ever,
0: you've seen that show, True Blood? The HBO show. Yeah. Yes, I've heard of it. I never really watched it.
1: I've been watching it. I think my girl been watching it and, um, like binge watching, you know?
0: And yeah. It,
1: it happens in Louisiana. And I'm like, I know it's an old show and I don't know when, but I was like, man, I hope this thing started in like, I don't know, like late 90s, like 1999, 2001, something like that. Cause there's like, some characters on there, they're vampires and whatnot. And there's this girl named Sookie and this old ass vampire named Eric. And I'm like, they have like this rivalry and they, I think they kind of hook up at some point or whatever. And I'm just like, I see this series ending with Sookie and, and Eric driving off in the moonlight and the radio playing, the radio going, Cash money take it over for the 99 in <laughs> 2000. What's some- <laughs> that? So. I don't know, but like I'm gonna watch it all the way through.
0: And that, yeah, yeah I, that's the vampire show. Yeah, yeah. No, I never. I've like my girlfriend used to watch that show, so she'd always yeah. be like, "This is my show." I'd be like, "I'm not watching that," because I was a. Uh, she was obsessed with Twilight, so I was like, "I'm not watching that stupid vampire shit." But then I think it's one of those shows you watch one episode, you're like, "Nope, this is what I'm into. I'm into this show now."
1: HBO does some good shit, man. I watched like like that Twilight thing was out. My daughter was a teenager at the time. Um and so i watched the first one but like i was like yeah i'm not watching any more of this it was like if the lost boys were remember the movie the lost boys yeah of course of course
2: yeah.
1: so it was like if they were like a boy band
2: oh yeah yeah yeah
1: twilight was like but um true true blood it's been it's been cool i've liked it so far but hbo does some good shows man i i, I watched the first season of westworld I want to go back into that and watch it through because like now I've been on a couple episodes of the Westworld, but where they are now, it's completely different from where they started. And so I missed the whole transition.
0: Not a so, not a HBO show, but the last show I watched was uh, Ozark.
1: I haven't. Seen, everybody talks about that, but I, was, oh. I mean, it's like it's in the Ozarks and like I don't I'm assuming it's in the Ozarks and I'm like, I, I can't relate to that. I, I don't know if I could dig it.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those like and I I'm a Jason Bateman fan. I was almost like, oh, I don't know about this show, but it's it's really good." Yeah. You, you're familiar with Craig Jones, right?
1: Yeah. I competed on a on a grappling tournament um where he did a super match.
0: Okay, which one was that? It was
1: um why can not I remember that? I I know exactly what it was, but my brain is I'm having a brain fart. Just did it in November. It was um, Strike Force
0: versus the UFC. Oh, the quintet.
1: Quintet, right? I couldn't remember the name of it.
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember you were in that. Now, yeah. man, yeah. like, did you? I got
1: Gilbert Burns in the first round. I got first, my first opponent was Gilbert Burns.
0: Oh, and that's that's not fun.
1: Yeah, it was it was fun, but that guy is so dangerous, man. I um, like we were in a couple scrambles and whatnot. When I got on top, it was just like. Every I was every move I was about to make, I felt the counter before I made it, and I'm like, I can't go there. I right? I can't go, I can't. and I just he just kind of shut me down.
0: Yeah, Gilbert's fresh off that huge win right now.
1: Yeah, like I didn't expect that. I I thought he had a chance to win, but I didn't think it would be like that. I thought, I mean, I knew he trained with Usman and those guys, and I figured they had a good game plan. But
0: so Craig, Craig Jones just hopped in, and then it looked like it kicked him. Oh. Yeah, so oh, he
1: probably he probably bailed because I was talking too much.
0: No, not at all. His uh his thing didn't connect yet. It was saying connect and like buffering.
2: I'm just fucking with you, man.
0: Yeah, I know. But what'd you think of that? Your your boys with uh Woodley, right? Yeah. That was a tough
1: one. It was tough, but it was impressive the way um way Gilbert Burns did what he did. Also, though, um, it seems that. And I don't want to give – I mean, there are some – I'm sure other fighters and, and other coaches can see some of the takeaways that you can get, too, with Woodley. But, uh, like, it seems that Burns hit him with a couple of takeaways early in the fight. And some of the things that are for Woodley are big confidence boosters. And that kind of just made him not willing to risk more since his uh his go-tos weren't so assured for him, you know. They weren't assured for him, so.
0: Yeah, and like people after the fight were trying to discredit, uh, Woodley a little bit and say like, "Oh, Burns beat him. Woodley's done." I don't think Woodley's done. Just he had an off night. Burns is hot right now. Burns was on the up and up.
1: He's on, he's on a team who had a game. I mean, the exact same game plan. Well, not the exact same, but a very similar game plan. Um, with the first guy
0: oh, from that team. Beat hun-
2: him, you know.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And even um, you look at it like. Uh, the relevance, you know what I mean, or you know, like the activity. Gilbert's every couple months. He just faced Craig Jones actually in a grappling match. Mm-hmm. What's going on, Craig Jones?
3: What's up, guys? Sorry, I
0: didn't have any audio before. Hey,
1: what's up, Craig? How are you, brother?
3: What's going on, Eves?
1: Not much, man. Still got to get with you and and get get choked up a bit.
3: Yeah, we need to do some training, man. We talked about it at uh, quintet, right?
1: Yep. I um, where are you now? Because you're 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 a man that's always on the move. What part of the world are you in right now?
3: Oh uh, man, I've slowed down. I'm in the state sort of uh, full time now since quintet. So uh, I'm in uh, New York City training with the the Henzo guys right now.
1: Okay, that's I'm I'm on the East Coast, but um kind of on this lockdown thing. So I don't know. I don't New York is like the epicenter.
3: <laughs> so are you guys training oh, yeah, while sure. you're there? Yeah, yeah, we're still training. Just training in a small group, though, like, to keep things keep things safe for now.
1: Yeah. Thanks.
0: Yeah. New York's crazy right now with everything. Protests, coronavirus, everything it's got.
1: Mm-hmm. Just the fact that it's... Yeah, man.
3: They tried, to, they tried to break in those windows uh, is, two nights ago. Right? Is, they tried to throw a barricade
0: the in there. Is that what that was? I saw people... Oh uh, yeah. I saw people posting the pictures of the windows boarded up. I wasn't sure what that was.
3: Yeah, so uh, Henzo and the uh, the rest of the Gracie brothers and stuff, they hung late two nights ago, and they said they heard some commotion out front, and they caught just a couple of kids trying to throw the police barricade through. So they uh, chased them off. They hung in there for a bit, and then got the board, got the windows barricaded up the next day.
0: Oh, like I people are looting everything, but. Yeah, that's.
1: I mean, it's one of those situations where it's not cool, man. The looting. I understand poor. I don't. I don't agree or condone. You know, poor people looting or even greedy people looting. But I understand the anger. Like I'm angry as fuck too. So like I'm let you know right off. off jump. Like I'm angry. But um, breaking that like breaking into a um. You know, you from from the outside, you know, Henzo's place is martial arts gym. Yeah. You're not, you're not, there's no reason to, 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 to even vandalize that place. if With anger, that's the kind of place that these cops need to go so they learn how to handle these situations physically. That's the place where people need to go so they learn how to handle themselves and, and gain the confidence to be able to handle themselves in those
0: situations. Yeah. That's the thing, too. Like, I yeah. one thing, Craig, can you turn your phone the long ways? Yes. Let me... So we get that whole Craig Jones view. There we go. I think that's better. Yep. Something that we talk about all the time on Menace and the man. I think all cops need to be at least blue belt level in jujitsu. Like it would help them with what they have to do on the job on the regular. And they would learn that like temperament, if you will, that, oh, I'm not going to, I don't need to hurt this person. Like I can just subdue them by holding them. You know what I mean? If it comes Uh, to that.
1: I want some blue belt to try to subdue me.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know, you you know what I mean like uh the average yeah. person. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no no, that's legit man. I um I I feel like whatever the entrance exam or the, the questionnaire going into the police academy is, I think one of the first questions on there should be have you ever been in a fight? And um have you ever lost a fight? That's another question. And how had how did you handle that situation? You know, what did you do about it? Yeah. So, those are things that I, I i think i feel like guys who i can't trust a guy who's never been in a fight greg greg how 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 can you um how can you trust someone who's never been punched in the face you know who's never faced adversity who's never lost something that means something to them you know what i mean
0: oh
3: 100% yeah yeah for sure like how people uh how people deal with that level of stress and stuff you know the fear going into an interaction
1: yeah it's um i don't know man it's, it's frustrating. But anyway, we're here to talk about good stuff and bring joy to the world. What's going on with you, Craig Jones? When do when we get to see you compete next?
3: Uh, the next event, I think, June 21st. But I actually just competed on Sunday uh, against uh, Wagner Hoshi.
0: Yeah. Submission, the, uh... submission Underground. Chell putting on the shows.
1: Hold on. Don't spoil it. Because here, here's my thing, Craig. I am... Um, I know the submission world, but I'm not, I don't follow submissions like I follow fighting, right? Um, I know of you. I know of, of Gordon, um, Ryan, um, of course, um, see, I, I, I draw these blanks when I'm talking about these people that I, I know because I don't follow jujitsu as, as hardcore as I follow mixed martial arts, but I want to start watching more because that, that quintet tournament, I want to compete more. I've been training a lot with Master Lloyd Irving since I'm on the East Coast. And, um, I want to know from, from the man himself, what events should I go back and watch? And what, what events should I follow like consistently to watch like some real high level, fun, good grappling? That's not boring. Cause I hate to watch guys butt scoot and I hate to see guys just sit there and pull guard or, or hold guard and not really try to advance the score. And I'm not a big oh, fan of sure. TV,
3: watching the gi. The gi. Yeah. I think, I mean, just ADCC usually. Yeah. You get some boring matches at ADCC, but if you want to go back historically, like, uh, the rule set makes people wrestle. It, it, it forces, uh, wrestling. So the overtime round, you're not allowed to pull guard. So like if it's, uh, if no one gets the finish, no one gets any points, they're going to make you, you guys wrestle. And they really actually like, uh, to score points in ADCC, they make you pin someone's shoulders to the floor. So in typical jiu-jitsu, you just need to knock their butt to the floor to score. So it actually ends up being quite, a lot of
0: wrestling skills take place in that one. Yeah, definitely Submission Underground too.
3: Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm in Submission Underground but scooting, but uh, Submission <laughs> Underground has uh, ebi overtime, right? So if two guys, it's only a five-minute match, so if it doesn't go, if no one gets a submission in five minutes, then you basically have a shootout from uh, the back or armbar position see who can submit the other one quicker. So you basically guaranteed submissions in Submission Underground.
1: I do love that overtime rule. I've seen that in e b i and i I really like that overtime rule i like I like when you put a guy in a position and and also give the other guy a chance. It's like college football rule well, I don't know if you watch American college football. It's like the college football rule both guys get a chance um both teams get a chance to score
0: yeah there's there's a little bit of butt scoot when Craig Jones goes, but it doesn't last long. It's not long for Craig to wrap that leg <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs>
1: Like, he, he wraps guys up, man. I, um, I remember your, your, your match at quintet. It's just, it's just really quick. I, I'd, I'd heard your name and I heard about you a bunch. I'd seen, you know, clips, but I wasn't a follower of, of Jiu Jitsu. I knew, I knew who Craig Jones was. I'd seen some of the clips, seen you like start some guys. But, um, until I met you, I was like, Craig Jones. Yeah. I know the name But like, when I met, him, I'm like, yeah, I like that guy. I like that. I want to trade with that guy. That guy took me out.
2: yeah we gotta do it man we
1: gotta do it i'm so serious i'm so down with that man don't laugh at me when you get that when 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 you when you take my back if you take my back
0: (laughs) and even eves if you're looking to do some grappling bring chael's number chael's always looking to put mma fighters in submission underground
2: oh yeah
0: oh yeah
3: i love me for sure for sure
0: bro like even craig how i mean i was surprised at brett primus this weekend
3: yeah, he looked good, man. He looked good. He hung in there well with uh Jake Shields got oh. the uh finishing overtime.
0: Who who finishes Jake Shields? Not yeah, very yeah, I think nobody very rarely. Yeah. Have you ever gone against Jake Shields?
3: Brent, I competed against Jake Shields in two thousand eighteen and was able to to get the leg luck on him. But that I mean, before that I think the only person that had submitted him was Marcelo Garcia. Yeah. And now like so when Jake Shields gets submitted, it's pretty Pretty
0: rad. Oh, so the who submitted Jake Shields, you should have been like
3: <laughs> I don't want I don't want to brag. Jake will beat me up.
0: Yeah.
1: Is Jake still is Jake still um in New York at Henzo's right now?
3: No, he actually he moved back to the the West Coast. He moved back to uh San Francisco.
1: Okay. I knew he was out there training with Henzo um, the first season of the PFL, so twenty eighteen. And that's that's when you said you tapped him.
3: Yeah, so I moved to the gym after we uh, we had the match.
1: Okay. Okay. See, that's different. It's usually when when someone gets submitted. The guy who gets submitted goes to the guy who submitted him. But you submit uh, yeah. the guy and then you go to his gym.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Flat. Actually, the first time after I submitted him and we trained at the gym, he actually beat me up. So I was like, uh, maybe I got lucky. <laughs>
0: Oh, like exactly. he he was going a little hard remembering that day.
3: Yeah, yeah, he came he came to some revenge, that's for sure. He got it too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've heard both sides of that one. Well, you've trained with Jake as well, Eves.
1: No, 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 I just mean that situation- that scenario where you get you get beat by someone and then you train with them later and you go after them. Or yeah. you beat someone and you train with them later and they come after you.
0: Yeah. And even Eve's like you don't you said you don't really pay attention to the submission grappling game. They're about to. chale's about to put on a tournament, just to find someone for Craig Jones, cause Craig Jones is what, cleaning everybody. You know, not not that there's a one weight class division, but he's going all over cleaning out guys bigger than him, guys his size, guys smaller.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you what? So here's the thing. <clears throat> I know what it's like to be one of the best fighters in the world, like striking and combining grappling. But what's it like to be like? one of the most dominant grapplers in the world. You can walk into any tournament and everybody's expecting you to see you on the podium at the end of the day. But that means everybody has like, if they're not, if, if, if you're a real fighter, if you're a real competitor, like you got a target on your back. What's that oh, like? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I,
3: I mean, it's, uh, it's fun that they're, uh, they're motivated to take me, take me out and stuff. But I mean, it does keep me training hard to like, to protect, uh, I guess the status I have in the sport, you know what I mean? Like it's a, a long, painful road to, to be uh, well-respected in this sport. So it's like, I just, nothing's really changed. i probably train harder now to keep this position, you know, like uh, the, uh, the tournament stuff, like all that stuff really uh, motivates me to keep training, get better and stuff.
0: Yeah, I could see that. You want to stay on top of the throne. Like even that's what I had in my head almost when Chael does this next submission underground, they should just get you a throne. And as the matches are going on, you just go, like, this, that, that guy, that guy's no competition. Oh, this guy?
3: Mm, oh.
0: Mm. He's it'll, got a shot. It should be fun
3: to commentate those matches.
0: Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, who's who he going to get? Have you had any possible inklings of your next opponent? Like, what well, last time we had you on, we knew it was going to be Wagner roka possibly. Anybody for the next think,
3: one? Uh, there's this guy, Kyle Bone, who does uh, – so we did that We did that crazy tag team match, and Vinny and Kyle Bone were on the other team. So since then – we lost the tag team. So since then, I had a match against Vinny and beat him. So now Kyle Bone is the last guy from the tag team, and he's very, very good with his EBR overtime rules. So I'm pretty sure he's in the event. And based on who I've seen, then, I think Kyle Bone is probably, probably the favorite to win. Kyle's like I think he'd be like two hundred and forty pounds.
0: Yeah, he's bigger.
3: Rock climber. Like he's insanely strong, I guess, with those isometric holds from uh rock climbing. So it makes him perfect for EBI overtime.
1: Yeah, especially that grip strength. Huh? What's the, imagine what that's gonna be like.
3: You um Yeah, it'll be horrible.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I remember seeing just a couple of weeks ago after your your match with with Vinny, um, that there was some controversy in the sto- in the in the in the stoppage about the heel hook. I know Vinny I know Vinny's tough. I train with Vinny a couple of times and I feel like a child. Like when I go with a guy like Vinny, I feel like a child. So for you guys to be competitive and then for you to get the W, like, again, even though I've seen you we haven't trained together, that kinda like it's like, yeah man, it makes my mouth water. I want to train with this guy. But at the same time, (laughs) like Vinny's 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 rep. Vinny's been around for a long time and like, you haven't been around as long as someone like that, but your name has just skyrocketed and, and been solid ever since you, you came on the scene. Like, what's it like going up against these guys who, who, you know, you probably came up watching?
3: Yeah, for sure. Like, Vinny was a guy, like, obviously been watching for a very, very long time. A lot of respect for him and stuff. Uh, he has obviously started uh, doing a lot more MMA and stuff. So I knew that it's probably like, in terms of Vinny's pure jiu jitsu skill set, I knew it was going to be very, very high still but probably not his peak and not necessarily nothing to do with his age, but what he used to be full-time Jiu-Jitsu when he moved into full-time MMA. So like you would know, like splitting the training has to be very difficult. So, I mean, things like that gave me confidence going against someone who I consider like a a legend in the sport and stuff. But, and also what was scary is my best skill set is heel hooks. And Vinny had never been submitted with leg locks before because he was so flexible. So this one was particularly concerning because I was like, I believe in the submission, but it's just never been done to him before. He's never tapped.
1: Yeah, that that was a part of the controversy. I mean, Vinny was talking about like this is one of those things that my lego, my heel will be pointing in the same direction as my knee, and I'm okay. But um, did you feel like he was in trouble? Like, was it was that like for you? Did you know that? Yeah, I have this, or was it still well? They may have stopped it early, but I got the W.
3: Well, the, the, so the first submission I played, I put two heel hooks on him on the same leg. The first one made a huge cracking noise. Mm. And, but in the moment I, I hit pops all the time. I knew it was a bad pop, but based on his poker face, I was like, Oh, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought. And then the second time I applied the submission, there was absolutely no resistance to the heel hook. There was no tension. So I knew immediately something had broken. And when I was twisting his ankle, I could see his one of his bones poking through his skin. It yeah. looked like it was gonna gonna come out. So that one slipped out, and then me and I was like Vinny. I was like, I just wanted because like oh, I really liked it. He's a cool guy. So I said Vinny because I didn't know if he knew. I was like, maybe he's just not feeling. It. I was like Vinny, your ankle your ankle is really bad. And then he would stop and he was looking at it. It was starting to swell up. And then the referee basically stopped it because Vinny said, "How much time is left in the regulation?" Because Vinny was going to just survive regulation. And skip the overtime. And when he started talking like that, the referee was like, basically, like, come on, man, we called it So then the doctor came in and the doctor had a look at his ankle and he slipped his ankle back into the right place, but there was still damage. And then, then he went and got an x-ray that night and apparently it was a spiral fracture of, of his fibula. But it's all a bit of a mystery, right? Because he sent me that message that night. But then the next uh, day, he told me there was nothing wrong with it. And I was like, what well, you? I was like, you had an x-ray, you said it was broken, and now you're saying it's not broken. So I really, I don't know if that's pride, or maybe the first x-ray was wrong, but it definitely was. It was I know what you mean. Like, he's very flexible, and I think that was to his detriment, right? So his knee and ankle were so flexible that the weakest link in the chain was his fibula.
0: Yeah, I remember you said when you were on here last time it was like a gunshot.
2: Oh,
3: man. His yeah, bone yeah, breaking. it was
0: a gunshot. I think he's... So loud. Too tough for his own good type of situation. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I have a
1: problem with with with, with heel hooks, man, Craig. Man, those things scare me. I have one heel hook victory in in all of my, and I have seventeen MMA submissions. And I have one heel hook victory, and um, the way you feel the bone, the bone in their 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 foot pop against the bone in your forearm, like I, I don't like that. It makes my teeth ew, like I, like. But that's your thing. Like, guys like you are the guys that scare the hell out of me, man. Like, like something's got to be wrong with you for you to be okay with that.
3: <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's funny because most of the MMA fighters I speak to are terrified of leg loss. And mm. I'm like, you guys are out there knocking each other out. I'm like, that to me seems way scarier than a little bit of leg damage. <laughs>
4: get up and walk away from that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're right. But I guess, you know what, for me, it's like I applied the submission and I expect them to tap. So it almost becomes their decision not to. So like the video one, I was sort of like, I think he was so sure that he would be okay with the submission that the angle at which I applied it broke it cleanly before he even had time to register the damage. So it'd be interesting to see in the future if someone applies a similar submission to the same leg, if he has the same confidence to not tap.
1: Have you ever seen, you see those videos sometimes, or like what Anderson and Chris Weidman fought, and his, his shin broke. Like Oof. that's something that makes you grimace.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for okay. sure.
1: <laughs> See that—that's what heel looks are like for me. But just the thought of them, like I—I I feel that grimace. Like I feel the pain of 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 my ankle popping and my knee ripping. Oh
2: man.
3: yeah, you well, got you got to watch. Uh, you got to watch the Meow Brothers. These guys never tap to any leg submission at all. They just let it break and keep grappling.
2: Oh. <sighs>
1: Yeah, see, that's scary to me. I'm going to tell you now, Craig, when we roll, like, if you if you attack the legs and you think you have it, you have it, okay? Like, you can just stop and we can move on. Like, I'm not playing that game.
0: A, a lot of the jiu-jitsu guys are like that. Like, not even just the Brazilians. Like, remember back in the day, Henzo. Remember Henzo got his arm broken by Sakuraba? And was just like, I'm okay. Yeah. And the re- the referee was like, no, you're not okay. And then when he broke it up, Henzo, <laughs> H- Henzo looked at his arm and was like, oh, man, this sucks. He had
1: uh, dislocated
2: the elbow. Oh. Yeah.
0: And I think it was, I forget if Cobrinha tapped, but remember Jafa Mendez armbared Cobrinha. And it like... That was bad, yeah. And Cobrinha was just like, you know, looking at it, like trying to get out. As most people are going to be like, oh, shit, never mind. I, I don't want the whole... The whole broken or, arm or and whatnot.
3: Your, ja- Jacare. Jacare completely snapped his arm against Roger Gracie in the gi. And then he just tucked it into his belt and continued to grapple until time ran out.
0: Yeah. Some He's people kind of
3: straighten that down.
0: Some people just have that craziness. I think Vinny's, Vinny's one of those guys. Like, Eves, you haven't watched that match, right?
1: No, I have not. Oh. Like, when I heard how it finished, I know I don't want to <laughs> see it. I know I don't want to see that.
0: <laughs> I went back and watched. That's pretty rough. I went back. I don't
1: want to watch Two Girls One Cup. I just don't want to see this.
0: Ugh. I went back and watched it after we had Craig on, because Craig said it was like a gunshot. And it was kind of like a tap on the mat at the same time. So you're like, oh, like right afterwards. So you're like, oh, was that the ankle? Was Was that a tap on the mat? And it was probably the ankle. It's basically like a loud clap.
1: Wait, you mean you heard it? I
0: I heard it on the audio. Oh boy! And it sounds like a <laughs> it it sounds like a slap on the mat, but it's there's no so that's what I'm saying. Like there's one moment where there's a slap on the mat and it's a loud clap, and then there's a moment where you hear the loud clap and then you watch it and you don't really see the slap on the mat. So you're like, that must have been his ankle, you know? Like for the audio to pick that up was some craziness, and then you see the pictures. His knee was one way, and his ankle, like his heel, was facing the ceiling. Like, the way ankles don't bend. And then even after the match, Vinny was like, oh, I'm very flexible. And he showed how flex on his other ankle, mind you, he showed how flexible he was. Because the other one, he had the poker face on where he was just, nah, I'm good. I mean, yeah, you did a, a heel hook, but I'm, I'm okay, you know? I'm flexible. And it was like, dude. That something happened there. Like, how are you standing? And he was standing, he was telling stories, he was like but you could tell hey, Craig, like you saw it. he was like leaning on the cage a little bit, like he was definitely masking some pain, or from the adrenaline was completely numb to it. Yeah. No. I used to yeah, ask.
1: For used to sure, dump rope or something.
0: And it was an entertaining match. Yeah. Like that's something you've seen, like uh, we were talking about Gilbert. You know, that was one of Craig's, like, matches where I was like, oh, this is going to be a good one, and then he just leg-locked him real quick. Vinny was getting leg-locked, not tapping, and, like, staying in there and still kind of making it competitive. And then even you saw after the first one, you kind of saw his ankle floundering a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, you know when you're in closed guard or on top of someone open guard and the way, like, you have your toe on the mat and, like, your foot bent? He had, yep. he had one foot like that, and the other foot was just like laying sideways and flat. And you and you saw like, oh, something, something's weird with that ankle right now. And then Craig said a funny line when he was on the show. He was like, oh, I was just going to keep – I was going to – after I leg locked that one, I was just going to leg lock the other one. You know, if that one wasn't working.
1: <laughs> I, I hate that you're putting this imagery in my
2: head, man.
0: Oh, it was a bit – it was – for me, it was at, similar to Anderson. A little bit – obviously, Anderson's leg wrapped around – but it was like, dude, something's broken in there. And then, yeah, the next day he said it was the fibula. Crazy. My,
1: my knees are aching just thinking about this. Craig, what do you? What are your thoughts on you ever getting into MMA? Because you, you get guys like you, like skill set, like you, really good jujitsu, especially with the ankle locks. You come to MMA, and then, like you said, MMA guys don't like that. So, like, nobody wants to fight you, you know. Um, especially when you get to the level of say UFC um 45 or in the UFC god i can't remember his name Ron- oh
3: Ryan Hall yeah.
1: yeah Ryan Hall right i'm sure like if i was if i was still competing i would probably be at 45 because 55 has just got too big and um i don't want to fight Ryan Hall just just for the simple fact that like that's not a risk i'm willing to take cuz i've fought a couple leg lock guys and my entire camp was based around defending the leg lock not like i'm not i'm not worried about you striking with me cuz I think I'm gonna win that, and I can take a shot. But like, I'm not playing with my legs. I got, I gotta, I gotta walk home. I gotta walk out. I, I literally have to walk out of the cage, like right away. I have to use that, use what you're trying to take away from me. <laughs> so like, like, what's your thoughts on getting into MMA? Because like, guys like you have some success, but you're also gonna have a hard time getting some some guys to fight
3: you. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's real interesting with Ryan Hall. Like, uh, he's very famous in Jiu-Jitsu. He's not super famous in MMA yet, so guys aren't really willing to take that risk when it's su- it is such a big risk, you know what I mean? And like, knowing in my experience uh, of all the heel hooks I've landed in competition, I would say ni- over ninety percent of them had a pop. Something was popping in that submission before they had some time to tap. Not usually catastrophic like Vinny, but there's definitely like the time to get damaged. Uh, is very, very soon, right? So, like, yeah, so Ryan's in a real difficult spot. I've spoken to Ryan about it and stuff, and he he was encouraging to me doing MMA because he was saying, like, he's like, man, he's like, I can do whatever I want. He's like, I just have to worry, like, sort of about, about the knockout, right? Because he's like, I can throw crazy kicks. No one wants to really take me down. No one wants to engage in that area. It's like, there's certain elements of the game I don't have to worry about defending against because no one wants to engage that area. So I think it's real creative and cool what he's been able to do in his transition to MMA. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's a it's a very different game plan going in there against somebody like that, somebody with that skill set, somebody who, um, once they get a hold of a leg, like you're in trouble. Like you have to be, you have to make all the right moves, and even if you make all the right moves, you may not get out of it. You have to make all the right. I, you and I, I would have to make all the right moves, and you would have to make. At least one mistake for me to have a chance to get out of that scenario. And that like I don't like those odds. I don't. I don't want to play that game.
3: Yeah, like remember he, yeah, Ryan's he got BJ. creative with. It. Oh yeah, with the with the uh, the Minari roll variation. Yeah, but Ryan innovated innovated leg locks as well for MMA because a lot of people were scared to go for leg locks because they leave their face open to strike. But the way Ryan Hall engages the legs, he ends up almost attacking your leg from behind you you're sort of out of range trying to run now, while he's applying the heel hook. Like, at no point did Ryan Hall's entry against BJ Penn leave him vulnerable to getting punched. I think that's a, a real interesting thing he, he developed.
0: Yeah, that yeah. was like what I thought that would have been the fight that put him on, like, the MMA map a little bit, but I guess it just didn't catch on yet. But, yeah, he's definitely ducked. He almost fought Menace once, Ryan Hall. Oh, wow. Yeah,
2: Really?
0: He so when Menace had that little that little run of losing split decisions, he was like, "Fuck it, I'm going up to 155." They called him up and were like, "You want to fight Ryan Hall?" He was like, "Yeah, tell Ryan Hall I'll fight him at 55. We we both will cut less weight. It'll be two ers fighting at 55." So Ryan Hall came back. We're like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't cut that much weight." So and Dennis was like, "Listen, I'm a 45er. This will probably be my last fight. I want to fight at 55." Ryan Hall turned it down. Ryan Hall then went on, I think, Helwani or some show, and was like, oh, you know, Dennis Bermudez is afraid of me. He doesn't want to fight me. He he won't come down to 45. I told Dennis this. He was like, he really said that? Are you fucking with me? I was like, no, he really said that. He was like, mother, he hit up Parsons and was like, I want to fight Ryan Hall. Get me the fight with Ryan Hall. And then he was like, yo, Ryan Hall's booked. Who's he fighting? BJ Penn. What weight class? 155.
1: Oh. Yeah. Sounds like Ryan Hall is yeah, getting Dennis Bermudez.
0: Yeah, but then obviously, <laughs> if it's Dennis at fifty five or you know old school BJ at fifty five, he was like, "I'll go for the name." Yeah, I'll go for, sure. for old school BJ. I get it.
1: I get it. I can dig that. I've um, hey, speaking of, I, I've been I've been heel hooked once, Craig. Um, in nineteen ninety nine, this I, I competed from ninety seven to two thousand fourteen. I was heel hooked in 1999. That tells you how much I hate that submission. Like um and I have I don't know, probably like 80 something fights, you know what I mean? But like that's a scenario that I hit a, I got hit by 1 in 99. I hit a guy with 1 in 2001. And that's like the end of the heel hook world for me. Um uh, and it was Nate Marquardt. Have you ever have you ever grappled or trained with Nate Marquardt?
3: I haven't actually. No. Is he still training regularly these days?
1: I'm pretty sure he is. I mean, he's a lifelong martial artist. Um, and he has a gym in Colorado. So I, I'm sure he is. He's been coaching guys like Neil Magny, those guys. So I'm sure he's still around the gym. I, I actually, I would I would like to watch that. If you guys ever roll, if, if, compete, train, whatever. Like, send me the video.
3: That that would be really fun. I actually really love training with MMA fighters, right? Because, say, I, against, I mean, it's different at Hensos. We have a different style. But typically when I face jiu guys, they never try to stand up. There's ne- I don't. I never have to actively hold a jiu-jitsu guy down. But what I really love about uh, rolling with MMA fighters, if I can get on top, I have to have a system to hold them down because they're so good at getting up. So it's really a really fun way to train.
1: Yeah, but see, that, that also, I'm sure that leads to, or well, I'm not sure, but I wonder if that leads to leg lock, opp- leg lock opportunities for you because getting back to your feet you don't necessarily, with a guy like you, you're not necessarily focused on protecting your legs if you're trying to escape the bottom. Like, are you, are you seeing openings to attack the legs against MMA fighters when they're working on their escapes?
3: Sometimes, but sometimes MMA guys are so hard to get on top of that I'll, I'll just entirely focus on keeping them down. Where I use leg locks against MMA fighters usually is from bottom. And when they try to escape the leg lock, I try to use that as entries to, to take them down or sweep them. Because they'll leave sort of some vulnerability with the uh, the threat of the heel hook. They sort of overreact.
0: Yeah. Like Rumble Johnson that time. Yeah. Rumble Johnson had like the overreaction rea- over to the heel hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even – I think we touched on it a little bit last time we had you on. No MMA to answer Eve's questions. You have no plans for MMA, right?
3: No, you know what, well, I'd probably be more interested in MMA if it was uh, longer rounds and no stand-ups and stuff because I really don't think MMA is a place for grapplers. You know, it's, so it's hard enough for me, like say I had the match against Wagner. I've got a huge weight advantage on Wagner. It's hard enough for me to submit Wagner in a five-minute period, let alone if I had to worry about strikes and taking them down, keeping them down, you know what I mean? I really feel like it's uh, MMA isn't the place for grapplers. Obviously Ryan Hall's made it work. Some of the guys make it work, but it seems like a very hard part uh, for a pure grappler. Yeah.
1: What do you think of competing in a, if, if you were to do an MMA match, um, a place like Ryzen and also they, they're they willing to, you know, manipulate rules and, and score, um, not scoring, but, but times and rounds. They're, they're willing to make some compensations for, you know, to get a name like a, a Craig Jones. Um in, in inside inside their ring.
3: Oh for sure, yeah. I mean that'd be something fun. Like if they manipulated the rules and stuff like that, because being a like a old school Pride fan and stuff, it'd be pretty cool to, to be a part of Sunderland Adventure like Japan.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like uh I know I Go- something different. Gordon Ryan's planning on MMA, or at least he's expressed that he's gonna get into MMA and Gary Tonin's killing it right now. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Gary's crushing, and Gary's really, uh, I get to watch him train MMA most days at the moment, so he usually do the MMA training before we do the grappling and stuff, so it's, yeah, it's fascinating to watch how he trains, how he's developing skills and stuff, and obviously 5-0, and o, I really hope 1FC give him a title show pretty soon.
0: Yes, I just had this problem, not problem, but 1Championship is the new name. its I keep calling it 1FC, Ungla- Oh, right. Yeah, I, I said it to Ung Song last night, he was like, One championship. Stop calling it one FC. I was like, all right, sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop.
1: He would fight you.
0: Oh, yeah. He's crazy too.
1: Craig, when did you start training, training jujitsu?
3: I started, um, I barely, what was it? I'm 28 now. I started at 15, so 13 years ago.
1: Okay. Okay.
3: But yeah, I started a real, real small team with like a coach that was uh, a white belt and stuff. Like, I feel like, uh, my path in Jiu Jitsu really reflects, uh, early Jiu Jitsu guys in America, but obviously they started much earlier, but we got access to it later. So I found myself relating to a lot of the older school guys in American Jiu Jitsu because they started in similar circumstances. You know, they were be probably being taught by someone that didn't know a great deal, a lot of figuring out for themselves, watching the sport grow in their own country.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it was like. <laughs> Like you, you just got like another stamp of approval for me. Yeah, um, coming up the old school way because that's exactly <laughs> it. like I, I, I learned my first submissions and the first parts of grappling back home in the Bahamas from somebody who would train, um, here in America in Dallas, and um, and then when I moved back to Texas, I um, I taught, I showed some things to a couple of my friends, and we got to the park in sweat, in like sweatshirts and long sweatpants. And just grappling in the grass because we didn't we didn't have a place to go, you know, Um, that that's what it was like in the 90s. So I guess that's the so mo- cool. 2000s in, in, in Australia was like the 90s in America for Jiu Jitsu.
3: Yeah, like I never I never trained with a black belt until I was already a purple belt. It's like just no access, really. Yeah. Yeah. What, do
1: you remember the name? Well, I'm sure you do. What was the place that you started and what, what city was that in?
3: So that was in Adelaide and it was actually my cousin, uh, Matt Jones, he was teaching at a gym called Isa Health. So he was uh he was doing strength and conditioning and he was training at a jiu-jitsu gym in Adelaide that was a long way away from where his gym was. And uh me at the time I didn't really drive or anything, so I, he opened a gym in his area and he was only a four-strap white belt, but it was really just about uh giving access to people in another area and stuff, and so that really was the bridge for me to get into it. I remember in the early days and stuff, me and my me and my brother, we had these those old school tap out camouflage MMA gloves, and we just beat the shit out of each other <laughs> in those and try and learn grappling moves.
1: I'm sure, I'm sure if you have any videos of that, um, you can probably sell those, right at the very least, post them on. You should post some of those online.
3: Oh, yeah, that that would be funny actually. We would just beat the shit out of each other. No, no real, uh, not a lot of technique. <laughs>
0: Well, that's what I remember you saying initially. You started a little bit with MMA, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, but it was uh, MMA was illegal for a fair. I think until 2009 or 2010. So it really wasn't a career path for MMA in Australia. I mean, there were some pioneers and stuff like Elvis Sinistic, but like on a local regional level, there was barely even jiu-jitsu competitions.
0: Yeah, I'm sure, Eves, you experienced that too when you yeah you, yeah. You started in the black day, the uh, the what do they call that the blackout days when UFC wasn't on pay-per-view. It wasn't like- yeah, it wasn't anywhere.
1: You want to you want to hear a trivia answer to a trivia question? Um I won't give you the answer. I'm going to ask you guys a trivia question. After the the the, the blackout for MMA on cable television, what was the first fight to be shown on cable television after it was back on cable and not exclusively on satellite? You guys take a guess take a guess
3: oh it was uh was it U- ufc 30 was that the first one back close very close
0: well on pay-per-view 30. pay-per-view or cable television
3: cable
1: pay-per-view cable pay-per-view
0: i remember all
1: right cable television
0: pay-per-view i believe it was 30 wasn't it or the 33 pa-
2: 33
0: all right, I was gonna say thirty. I thought you were talking about TV. I was gonna say thirty-seven point five. Remember they I had
2: was on that one also.
0: I was gonna say Eve was he was on that one. I remember they had that little hybrid show and they had Belfort versus Liddell.
1: Yeah, but my match with Matt Serra was the first fight back on cable after the whole John McCain ban from cable television.
2: Okay, that's oh, a, wow. Yeah,
0: some MMA trivia.
3: There you go. That one's for the kids. That's- That's very cool. That was like around the time was a BJ Penn started around that time fighting. It just started.
1: He had one fight in the UFC, I believe then, which was, I think, UFC 30 or 31.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. His
1: first fight was in the UFC.
0: Yeah. And that's even what I was thinking. 30 was the start of the Zufa era.
1: Yes. That's exactly right. Yes. when they took over. And then they brought us into Vegas for 33. And that was right after 9-11.
0: Yeah, crazy. Vegas
1: was dead. Vegas was crazy dead back then.
0: Yeah. So, Craig, how is your neighborhood right now as far as you have people outside? I had the uh, police sirens before.
3: Oh, I mean, those those come by, you know what, every every night around 7 or something, uh, maybe maybe even later, they have the uh, the sirens blast and stuff to support the uh, first responders for uh, COVID. So they're still, I think I'm right by the hospital. So those guys, whenever the ship change over. They blast the sirens in the street, but I, I'm in Hoboken, so it's pretty. I mean, pretty calm, pretty relaxed little place here. No, oh. there's not no real craziness, you know.
0: Oh, so you live in New Jersey, not Manhattan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I live
3: uh Hoboken, which it's like across the I've bridge. stayed in all parts of yeah, across the bridge. I've stayed in all parts of New York, but this was like the easiest place, easiest way for me to get to Henzo's. To be honest, like the shortest trip time, apart from living right in the heart of Manhattan
0: so now they put up the car uh, the plywood did they break the window at Henzo's
3: no no they they were bringing a police barricade over to break it and I think they caught them along the way or they saw it but they were loading up to throw it I think when they realized people were inside they uh, they ran away but that, that whole entire area has been um, been barricaded up <clears throat> I was away while the protests were on I think they still happened the last couple nights or when whether, whether the protests turned into looting um, but that area got hit. I think the Macy's around there got hit, so I think a lot of the businesses just, in case it got worse, started barricading up. But it seems to have died down a lot, going back to just the the peaceful protest last night.
0: Yeah, because that's what I was going to say. Hopefully they open up Henzo soon. They start opening the gyms, but right now the streets are flooded with pr- people protesting and whatnot.
3: Yeah, they got like a curfew. I think eight p.m. to five a.m. I mean, it would it would have been bad time, and if they got into the gym and trashed it, and then the the governor lifted the uh, quarantine order, yeah, uh, would have just delayed it a little longer.
0: Do they have a protest? I mean, a curfew where you are right now, Eves.
1: Yeah, so I am <clears throat> in Maryland, but I'm right on the border of D.C. and um, there is a uh, there is a curfew in D.C. proper, uh, not here in Maryland, but um, and I get alerts every day. They just started two days ago, got one today, and it's from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m.
0: Oh, all right. So 9 p.m. curfew. I think that, yeah, they have 8 o'clock here right now. Yeah. Which is crazy.
1: I, I'm i an right? adult. Real like, early. Yeah. Curfew. I'm an adult. You can't stop me. Dude. No, I'm sorry. Tonight it starts at 11. Yesterday it was at 9 p.m. Tonight's curfew is from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. in D.C. Mayor Bowser has ordered a curfew for DC for Wednesday, June third. Curfew starts at 11 p.m. until 6 a.m. Essential workers, including healthcare personnel and media, are exempt.
0: Yeah, they made the curfew here at eight o'clock, and immediately people started sending around like a um impe- impeach De Blasio petition to sign, impe- <laughs> impeach the mayor of Manhattan at NYC.
1: Have you spoken to anybody back home in Australia, uh, Craig? During, during this quarantine situation. Do you know what it's like back there? And is Adelaide the part of Australia that you're from?
3: Yeah, so I'm from Adelaide, and the restrictions are really, really tight in Australia. Like, they shut down their borders nationally, and they shut down the borders on a state level. And what's interesting is my home state, I think they've had one active case in the last four weeks, but they're, to a certain extent, still locked down. So it's really Australia didn't get hit too bad as a whole. I think obviously lucky those guys being an island and uh they could control the travel pretty quick and stuff to limit it. But yeah, it's still very locked down considering I guess some parts of the US are open back up with much, much more cases.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, you know, Americans are like you can't you can't you can't keep you can't make Americans do anything. <laughs> like that's why they see- <laughs> that's for quicker, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah, I saw and
1: Especially in Texas. Woo!
0: The, they opened right up Texas, right?
1: Texas so my daughter my eldest daughter, she's in Texas and um that's where when I came to America, that's where I moved to. And um Texas is just people are going to work and like they're there you know, there isn't a there's a quarantine, but it's kinda like if you want to be quarantined, you be quarantined. But if not, you go to work you get like Everybody's doing everything in Texas, man.
0: Yeah, Texas. No t- they don't play they games in Texas. Way. They don't play games. Yeah, that's
3: that's funny, man. I just want a haircut. I haven't had a have a haircut for three months now. It's that's
1: getting, why that's I wear it. my do-rag. I got a fro going on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, and I'm I'm kind of liking it. Like when this is all over, I <laughs> might see. Eve, I'm uh, like Eve Ed was gonna look like somebody's like like a black dad from the from the '80s sitcom, '70s sitcom. I'm so <laughs> that's gonna be me, man.
0: I planned on growing my hair out, so the quarantine timing actually worked a little bit. You know, I don't got to get it cleaned up and whatnot. Menace has his girl cutting his hair at this point.
3: <laughs> I'm scared to make that
0: commitment. Uh, <laughs> she's she's a esthetician, though, so she didn't do a bad job. Chael... Uh, hey, Chael, com- right.
1: different from a hairdresser.
0: Oh, way different. Yeah, yeah. Ch- Chael actually complimented his haircut when we had him on last week. But, okay. But, you know, but Craig... Uh, we'll definitely be watching this next submission underground. We know you gotta get going. You probably got some edibles to eat, some interviews to do. <laughs> that was another awesome, question. Guys. Wait, that was another question I had for you. Are you into the flour or just the edibles?
3: Uh a little a little bit of both, but I I just find the edibles man, to be honest, I'm just training so hard right now that like I feel like the edible just takes a bit of the pain away after training. I can get a good night's sleep, you know what I mean? But I, I don't like to go too hard because that shit will uh, give me a little bit of anxiety. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I've got a question for you, Craig. Um, do you ever ever eat an edible or, or use some flour before you train?
3: You know, I used to. I used to back in the day. I'm pretty sure I was high for all of Purple Belt.
2: But <laughs> I, I really. It, it,
3: I felt like it was great when I was rolling, but I felt like I had very poor perception. Like I could go to training high i could for all intents and purposes have a bad training session and get beaten up but if i was high for some reason i'd walk out of there thinking i just did the most technical role in of my entire life like i couldn't put it in perspective i had such a good time i just uh, enjoyed it either way i was
1: i always wonder about other people I've, i've i've had the experience a couple of times but i've noticed that when i'm going with guys my level or i'm better than like i'm just flowing but when I'm going with a guy, like one of my instructors or somebody with with a lot more experience and skills than I have, um, I find myself, oh, what's he doing now? Oh, I'm gonna try to defend this, but this is kind of cool. Let's see where this goes, and if I can figure it out. But like, I usually get caught because I'm watching rather than being in the moment, you know. And I didn't know yeah. if that was that yeah, was a for, sure. for everybody.
3: I think a lot of guys, a lot of guys love uh, love getting high before jiu-jitsu, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I spent like ten years never, never not high training.
1: <laughs> I, I like the tenth planet,
0: right.
1: planet is awesome. Sometimes I do it when I kickbox. Yeah, and that's weird.
0: I used to smoke before sparring. Every I literally always cause like you said. It, what it's really good for for athletes is pain management, yeah, joints, arthritis, shit like that. So
1: getting the rest. Because we train in the evening, and your blood's, are you you, you, you know, your blood's pumping, and you, sometimes I used to have a hard time going to sleep at
0: night. I would get up. Oh yeah, for sure. I would get up and feel like a rusty gate, and be like, "Oh man, I gotta go train. This ain't gonna be fun." I'd smoke a little bit. I'd be like, "I'm ready to go. I'm gonna go fucking. I'm going to. Cho- <laughs> I'm going to choke, choke menace out right now. That would be the game plan. But Craig, you're the man. We appreciate the time. We'll definitely have you on before the next Submission Underground. We'll make this a regular thing. We love the stories. We love having
1: you. Craig, we got to get you on my show, Thug Jitsu Master and Squid. I'm going to hit you up about that,
3: my friend.
0: Yeah. For sure. For sure. That sounds great. I'm subbing in for Squid tonight, and he's subbing in for Menace. So we're doing two shows right now in one. So we'll get you back on both. Thug
1: Jitsu Master and the man.
0: Yep. (laughs) Very cool, guys.
3: Guys, thanks for having me. I'll speak to you guys soon. He's all right.
0: Stay safe out there.
3: I like that guy, man.
0: Yeah, he's a good dude. When we had him on last time, you know you know, when you have someone on and you don't know them personally, you're almost yeah. like, you're oh, you don't know them at all. You never did a live stream with them. You know them just the person that you see on TV. So we were like, oh, we don't know how this is going to be. And then we had him on. And even Chael said to us, he was like, he's was he dull or did he talk a little bit? We were like, nah, we opened him up. Like he was – you know, cracking jokes, telling us street fight stories, all that type of shit. So it was good.
1: Yeah, I like, I, I, um, at the quintet, we were sitting next to each other and we had a chat. And, um, <clears> he <throat> was just, just a real cordial dude, man. I, I like that cat. You know, it's, it's easy to get along with people who you have similar interests with, you know? And, um, <clears throat> just, just training. And I want to train with somebody like that. I want to train with somebody who's really good at leg rock, leg locks. Um, one of those elite guys who can control themselves and and not rip my shit up.
0: Yeah, he's that guy. He doesn't
1: have something to prove.
0: He know? he's that guy, but then in competition, he'll rip the shit up like he doesn't play games. You should go back and watch. I mean, if you don't want to square him a little bit, because it'll fuck your head up with that. But that Vinny Magalhaes finish, it was no no bueno.
1: I'm gonna drop a search for Craig Jones tonight on 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 my on my Fight Pass.
0: Yeah. Oh and even like the like I said when he faced Gilbert you know we're like ride or die for Gilbert here we're always on team Gilbert but that one we were just like man this isn't going to be good I dig it are you familiar with Alp Ozkilic No ah uh, he's like he was the first turkish mma fighter he was a seralongo guy for a minute
1: okay i might i might if i saw his face but i don't remember that name
0: Out. What up? Stand the man. What's going on? Stand the man. How much? Eves Edwards joining us. Hello, Eves Edwards. How you doing?
1: I'm good, brother.
0: out go, Good
2: to meet you, Al.
0: Can you go long ways with your phone? Uh, Sideways?
5: Yep. There we go. Yeah, there go. I was just in my backyard chilling. That's it.
1: Sun is still up? Are you in California or something? Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Uh, Huntington Beach. Where, where are you?
1: I'm on the East Coast right now.
0: Oh, okay. Correct. Correct. Usually in L.A. though, right, Eves? Or are you not in L.A. anymore?
1: Usually in L.A. I, um, I'm um i going to get back out there after this whole quarantine thing is over and COVID and whatnot. Work starts up again. When Hollywood starts up again, I plan to get back out to, to, to California.
5: It's, it's bad in L.A. right now, so stay away.
1: Yeah, right? It's really bad.
5: Yeah, Long Beach especially, which is about 20 minutes from me. It's been like some of the places I personally go hang out, some of the cafes and bars, they've been torn down, man.
0: Oh wow! Oh, what with uh, protesting and rioting? Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Luke, oh,
1: with rioting and, and protesting.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's what there. There's some people out there doing it peacefully, and then there's the yeah. people that are out there like, nah. While yeah. they're while they're doing that, I'm doing this.
5: Yes, yes.
0: Look, yeah. and, and
5: I I don't know what you guys were talking about before I got on, but I. This is my personal question. I want to know this. Too. Look, I'm a minority. I'm an immigrant myself, right? So I am for the minorities, and I am I am for protesting peacefully and all of that, right? And I never had the privilege. So let me start by saying that. I was just messaging with one of my friends who was a journalist for Al Jazeera English. She's an Iranian Australian journalist, right? She has been posting about all of this and and or whatnot. So this is exactly this is what I asked her. I said, "Hey, how come we never?" started a movement for Palestine, Rohingya, uh, Myanmar, Tibet, Uyghur Turks. She goes, what do you mean? I said, exactly. There are so many bad things happening in the world right now. A a bunch of genocides happening right now, today, in 2020. We choose not to cover. So I'm just curious to see why this became... Because unfortunately, yes, racism has been happening. But this was just a very small glimpse that was being... That was just filmed. This has been happening. This just didn't start yesterday. This didn't start with George Floyd, but why now? Because if it's just a trend that we're trying to follow, I choose not to be a part of it. But if we are really trying to make a change, I'm all for it.
1: So here's 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 why now. And I'm not American. Also, I'm immigrant, but I'm also a black man, and I do live in America. So I I, I get it, right? Um, being a part of the diaspora, this. The fact that like this happened just a few days ago it also happened a couple of weeks ago it happened years ago it hap it happens over and over and over again and exactly. and this happens to people to 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 my people right people that we're 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 promoted as lazy um good for nothing and these different things when we built this country for free yeah. you know I, uh I, like all of there's, there's just a lot of anger and I, I completely understand it. I mean, I feel it myself and yeah. the, the riots. Like, I understand yeah. rioting for a purpose. The looting, like, like, I'm, I'm down with riots. If, if, if it's, it's, it's to show that, you know, if you're going to keep doing this, we're not going to stand here and take it. I'm not down with looting. I'm not, like, I'm not for that, but I, a, I, I understand the anger.
5: Is, I'm on the same boat as you. I'm not, you know, I'm nowhere near. I'm not on the other side or anything. I'm, you know, I'm not privileged. I, I never, I never got those, man. I'm on the same boat as you. I'm just trying to figure out I just like. you.
2: Yeah.
1: But the, the problem is, the problem is. We can, we can, we, we, we can get angry. We can, we can show that we're not going to stand for this. We're not going to take it. But. It's the people that do it. The people that commit these acts. Or yeah. is the system going to, going to punish them? Because that's the other thing. That's the reason why we have, that's the reason why it's a bigger problem for us. Because it happens, and then there's this, this, this show, this charade of, okay, we're gonna punish these guys, and then you arrest the guy. They arrest one guy. There were four cops involved with that. They arrest, they, they, they fired four guys, and they charged one. What about the other three guys? What about the, the Asian guy who was stopping, stopping people from trying to help? What about the other two cops that held him down that you couldn't see from behind the car? You know, um, yeah. when 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 these guys go, they, their punishment is getting arrested and having their 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 reputation tarnished or Sully. They don't they don't go to prison. But, you know, if a black kid gets caught with an ounce of weed in the car, like he's going to jail for 20, 30 years. But this cop gets a slap on the wrist. He loses his job. He goes to be a security guard. He goes to some other yeah. agency or something yeah. like that. It, they, there, there's, there's a reason for the anger. And I, I know you're not, you're not, you want to know why, but these are just
5: parts of the reason.
2: These well, aren't even uh, yeah. the whole,
5: entire, the entirety of the
0: reason. Yeah. Was
5: it, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, my, my point was there's just a lot of things we need to be standing up for. But I am also trying to say that a lot of people are jumping on this bandwagon just for the grand man. Like, that's what makes me mad. That's what pisses me off. Like, okay start a trend but start a trend for a reason I know a lot of people that are just doing it for it's just something to post about yeah yeah um, like that
1: pisses me off and and I, I completely agree it's it's my thing is when whoa I'm sorry
5: my phone's started already but I can't take okay. it you're a popular man
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Um, and now where did my zoom go now my zoom is a tiny screen here we go. Got it back. All right. So, what was I saying? What was about? That? Um, oh, you're talking about people doing it for the gram. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm not down with that. Um, I think I, I don't I don't appreciate you know you joining my cause for likes. I don't we don't do this for the likes. Like exactly. George Floyd, Omri Omri Ahmed, um, T- Trayvon Martin. These boys didn't die for the likes. Sandra Bland. They didn't die for the likes. And um, I don't. I'm. I'm not for that. I'm for, like the people who are who are doing this for change. People who are doing this because we're fed up. I'm. Yeah. I'm 100 behind you. I'm 100 yes. percent with you. And I'm. I'm gonna stand. I, I'm. I'm ready to die with you. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you're doing this for lights, you can
2: fuck yeah. off.
5: I've. I've been. Unfortunately, that's my problem. And unfortunately, I've been. I always had a problem with this. Something happens in Paris, France, because Paris is a cool place. Pray for Paris like, uh posts and and hashtags. How come you don't do pray for Tibet or something? Or how come you never, you know what I mean? Like, why don't you start a cause for a real freaking reason? Like, people just choose for, people just pick and choose their causes, what they want to promote and be a part of it. If it's wrong, it's fucking wrong all around the world, man, 24-7. Yeah. Yep. So and
2: everybody,
5: my, everybody who knows my me
1: will tell you. Everybody who knows me will tell you, this is, this is something for me. This is the thing that I stand up for. This is a fight that I'm willing to fight. Um, I like. I know there are there are other problems in other parts of the world. I I feel for the Palestinians, and if if I were near them, or if I am with Palestinians, like with when I'm with Ramsey in the gym, or yeah, like I, I yeah. would, I would, I would, I got his back in those scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is the fight that I. This is the fight that I'm in. If if we're if we're backstage and I'm fighting. I'm sorry, I'm fighting tonight, but you're fighting first. I will warm up with you. You know, I'm gonna root for you. But when you got there and it's your turn, like I hope you do well. But I still got to focus on me.
5: Yeah, I still got to
1: warm up. I still got to make sure that I'm ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my mentality.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like me saying that, like I'm not even Palestinian or anything. It's just for me. It's a it's 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 a matter of humanity. Like, it, it ain't no joke, man. Like, people really take this shit as a joke. Like, this could happen to us in a minute, which is happening today in America, you know. And people just they think this is a joke. Like, I co- I've i been to places or I come from places where this shit happens on a daily basis, man. People are struggling. Yeah. And we're just doing it for the gram sometimes. And I'm like, that's that really bothers me. That just hurts me, you know. Well, so well,
0: people doing it for the gram also falls into the line of, like, hidden agendas. Like I think, Eves, I saw you post that one thing of the guy saying how the people were protesting and walking for Black Lives Matter and like actual rioters just showed up out of nowhere and started like breaking into stores and they had bats and shit. And they were like, yo, we were being peaceful. It was a white dude, like a white hippie dude saying we were being peaceful. I
1: I was in LA.
0: Yeah, and now people just showed up and they're inciting everybody and trying to incite a riot and trying to make us break stores and shit like that. And then you posted that other video that was actually really fucked up, where people were trying to loot a gun store. You know, black guys were trying to loot, like, it looked like there was a white and black owned gun store. And a bunch of black guys came to loot it. They waved down the cops. The cops came over and they handcuffed all the black guys. The the owners of the store. The owners of the store, Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a, a, a systematic problem with the police. Systematic
1: and systemic.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a problem with the police and like what they see, but the to it also is that other side of the coin. They're not all bad. Me, I've had horrible experiences being a white person, white male from Long Island suburbs. I've had horrible experiences with police, but I have a couple friends that I've trained with over the years that are, happen to be cops. I have other friends that are cops that aren't aren't the worst people. Now, how they are in their job, how they are when they're walking the streets of Brooklyn, I don't know. I've never been there. But you know?
1: There's levels to this shit. There's um so there's that. There you have you have shitty cops. You have cops that are shitty, right? But then you have cops that are shitty and they're gonna be shitty to everybody. You have cops that are gonna be shitty and they're going to target minorities. They're gonna target the Hispanic guy, they're gonna target the black guy, the black woman. They're gonna target those people, right? And that's that's of course the biggest problem because Then every, any, anybody's a target for that guy. You know what I mean? It's, um, just gotta root this thing out of the core. It's one of those things where I say, when, when, if you and I, if, if Al and I are partners in police force and Al goes in, we go into this business and Al is, is, is leaning on them and he's getting the payment from that. He's taking insurance money off of this business to illegally. And he asked me if I want to share just because I say I don't want a piece of that. That doesn't make me the clean cop. You know, if I if I don't if I don't do something about that, I'm a dirty cop. Just like the Asian guy that was preventing those guys from from trying to help George Floyd. You know what I mean? So there's there's just levels to this and it's like you gotta root this shit out from the core.
0: Yeah. And now this whole George Floyd thing, that's a whole like obviously he should not have been killed or should not have died in that situation. But then you hear like all the stuff like I know they have the cop arrested right now, and they have him. I think for second degree murder, it's murder either way. Like whatever and degree, manslaughter, manslaughter. Mansla- manslaughter, manslaughter. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, they had a backstory.
1: Yeah, they they knew each other. I forget exactly how what what connection they had prior to this incident, and it was a few years prior
2: to this.
0: Yeah, so that almost brings in like the premeditated angle. I would think.
2: Yeah. Like,
0: I think it should be cut and dry in the situation. Like, is. The, and from what you see from that, guys, I've seen that George Floyd had a criminal history. I've seen that the cop had a very questionable, a lot of, que- record. a very questionable police record. Like, I think that should be cut and dry. Like, I think that's what a lot of the uproar is. Like, remember, like, I don't know if you remember it, but you guys might be, I think, out. How old are you, out? Uh, 34. So, same I'm age. Don't answer that question again. No, I remember 29- twenty nine Because
5: I don't want to tell you. I just don't want to tell you what my
0: age. No, is. 29. Last 29. Yes, last time we had you on. Yes,
5: there, there you
0: go. <laughs> and Eves, you were probably too young. You were able to conscient like get it in your head, but you were too young for like the Rodney King thing. Like even uh, I remember I'm 18 years old. Oh, so you were? All right, I thought you were younger than that. But yeah. uh, I remember there was a problem when it happened. But then when they found the cops not guilty, that's when shit like hit the fan.
1: No, that, 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 the timing is, is, is hand in hand, but that's not what set things off. Okay. It was in in LA, South, South Central LA. There was a little, a little black girl went into the store. She was going to buy some apple juice. And this Asian woman, this Korean woman didn't, she thought she was going to steal it. She shot her in the head.
2: Oh. And then that
1: woman, she also got acquitted. And that's what set off the riots and like that's what that's what set off the riots.
0: But that's what I'm saying. If they let this cop off, I forget the cop's name, but if this cop does not get in if this cop gets like some bullshit like, oh, you get two years, you know, or nothing, or acquitted of these charges, I think there's gonna be some real riots. And it's not even past protests, there's gonna be some real riots. Way I'm worse than that... what's going on now. When when when
1: when at some point, somebody's gonna fire back. They're gonna, they're gonna kill the wrong black person, and their family is going to go after everybody. And I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm the, I'm the kind of guy, if I'm in that situation where that Asian, where that Asian cop is trying to stop me from, from helping that guy, if we got, I don't, if it's four cops right there, and it's me, Dennis Bermudez, fucking Squid, and Joe Schilling, or whoever, Right? Or, or, or 15 guys. I'm telling them, look, they're going to kill this guy. And I'm willing to lead us in there to stop them from killing this guy. Even if they kill me. But if they kill me, y'all kill them. And I'm good with that. I'm fucking good with that. You know what I mean? Because like at, at some point, you're going to run into those people. This is why they shut down the Black Panther Party. The, the FBI played a big part in shutting down the Black Panther Party. And this is what the Black Panther Party was about protecting people and providing for their community. When, when, when cops would pull over black people when the Black Panther Party was founded, Panther and Panthers were there. they, they were to patrol their own neighborhoods. And when the cops pulled over a black person, they would get out of the car, stand across the street from them with all of their weapons and just watch the cops. They would point their weapons at the cops. Just to, minute. If they're going to give the guy a citation, they give him a citation, but you're not going to violate his civil rights. Yeah. They didn't like that. They started passing laws to get those guys off the street with weapons. But still, to this day, you see a truckload of white guys walking up to city hall with rifles over their shoulder. If if five black guys were to do that, they're shutting shit down.
0: Did you let see? Me, let, yeah. Uh, uh, I was gonna say, did you see the one story of the cop in or the sheriff in South Florida? That was like, I want people to shoot protesters. He said some shit like that. He was like, if people try to loot your home, I want you to shoot them. Use your gun. This is a gun state. Take yeah. your take your gun out and shoot someone who tries to loot your house. But
5: let me let me tell you a quick story. So I have a bunch of friends work for um, Bellator, right? They are all from San Luis, you know, where I used to train. We always meet up when they're in town. And so one of them told me this happened after. So I was actually in the last year when we met up. I was like, yeah, how was San Luis doing? They were pretty much telling him how between cops and the civilians, there's there's no more trust going on, right? So my buddy drives on the highway. He has a nice M3 BMW. He's driving. Some messed up van rear ends him on the highway. He's like, what the fuck is happening? And then he calls 911 right when he's on the highway. And 911 pretty much tells him, just don't stop. Just take off. So high crime rate kind of went up in the last year in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Too, it's too much. Yeah. And... Anyways, he doesn't stop. So what they're trying to do is they rear end you, and you, and then they try to get you to pull over. So when you come out of the car, they pull a gun and they do, you know, you know, you're done. So, so my buddy takes off and he 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 makes it. He makes it out of the out of the neighborhood, and he goes, dude, nobody called me back. Like nine one one did not even call them back to see if he was alive. Like people, when when you call nine one one, they don't even show up anymore in San Louis. They don't come to your neighborhood. Na- depending on the neighborhood, like if you're from Chesterfield the whitest town they come right but if you're from like ferguson or like floriston like north county they don't show up anymore yeah. so where is this going to go
0: yeah that's yeah. that. that's not going to be a good situation yeah once the wow. and that's what's developing right now i think especially with a lot of people that you're seeing with the people that are all over instagram and social media the blackout tuesday people are losing trust any type of trust Gosh. they had in police We've already, oh, okay. we've already lost all trust in government. Very few people have any trust in the government.
5: Yeah. Th- that's what I'm saying. For example, even with the George Floyd thing, government has done so much. And they've covered up so much. We're never going to get to the bottom of George Floyd. And from now on, even with the corona thing, what is it? season? Everybody's saying is season two. When is season two coming, right? Like, well, it's a joke now. So the next time there's a real pandemic or any kind of serious situation goes on, what do you think is going to happen? You think you can quarantine me? You think you can keep me home this time? You keep lying to me. You think I'm going to believe it this time? This is just like any kind of relationship between you know me and you, for example. You keep lying to me. Al, oh, come on, bro. This time I'm for real. This time I'm for real. I'm going to be like, no, fuck off. So that's my that's why I stand with the government right now. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: I think you know, I, saw, I saw Bisping post it, and it's so true. Um, if the coronavirus numbers don't spike and the second wave doesn't happen off of these protests, We've clearly been lied to. We've been lied to. Yeah, you know what I mean. But that, like, is the proof right there. Like, you, I don't
5: need no more proof.
0: People are people are on top of each other right now, protesting. Nobody's keeping six feet distance. Yeah. Everyone's right there.
5: I haven't the, the chief of police shaking hands. I don't protests.
1: I don't remember um, which country, but was it one of the countries in Africa? It may have been Tunisia. I'm not sure. But anyway. The prime minister sent some samples to be tested for COVID, right? He sent samples. So, um, Some of them were animals. Some of them were fruit. They all came back positive for COVID. So oh he was like, yeah, you guys don't need to come into my country with your shit.
5: Wow. I'll, so I'll they, don't, I'll they don't believe it? They they send send they, it to you. Then they don't believe it, there,
1: huh? Uh, I don't know if they don't believe it, but um, I don't know if they don't believe... The, the virus exists Or they don't believe The World Health Organization Is truly working on it I yeah. don't know all the details to that But I know he was like WHO you're not coming in here With that
2: bullshit
0: Oh yeah The, the CDC and, and the World Health Organization They're shot at this point Yeah They could tell you You know Oh you have like You have cold symptoms No, nah, I don't You don't know shit You know like you don't know What the fuck you're talking about
2: Yeah
0: But Crazy times But I have uh, something that maybe will pick up our conversation a little bit. Uh, This this happy-go-lucky motherfucker. Who is coming on?
2: Uh, Is that the menace? Yeah.
0: Uh, Good old menace. I'm
2: in in your thing. Hello? Dennis (laughs) (laughs) Bermuda.
0: I'm in your thing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, video,
1: i didn't realize it was on already. My well, lady
4: Danielle. What are you guys doing? What were we talking about in here, gentlemen? All
2: right, I'm here again. Hi, You, Bye. <laughs> Bye, you know talk- the
0: usual. You know the you know the topic. We were talking uh, We were talking about going out. What do they call you? Bohemian Eves? Bohemian. We were talking about going out and starting a white Turkish Bohemian race war. Are
1: <laughs>
0: oh, wow. uh, you and now we got a Puerto Rican to join the cause with us.
4: Hey, I'm right here. So I stand how- for justice. I got my mallet and everything.
0: Right, so how are you, Menace?
2: Uh oh, I just got back from work.
0: How was it? Me and Eve were holding it down. We did Craig Jones. Tatiana Suarez has to. She changed her schedule, so she had to go for a run in the mountains. Yeah. So that was her deal. Does now, she have a fight? Cram- uh, yeah, I think she's in Cougamonga. Yeah.
2: Does she have cool a fight? In Riverside.
0: No, uh, I thought we were going to ask her, but we're going to have to obviously reschedule her for maybe one day next week. But, uh, I was, gonna, that's what's been on my mind with her is does she have a fight? Because she's been out for a minute. Uh, she wrestled at my,
5: I don't know if she remembers me because we didn't, she didn't stay at my university for a long time, but she came to the, the first year we started a females program in my university. She came and she was like, obviously, we only recruited four, we only had like four chicks, I think, on the team. The first year we started the program. And she was, I was, she would only train with the guys because she was so good. And she made the world team that year. She missed like two months of school and came back as a world medalist. And the next year she was like, fuck it, I'm leaving the school. So, so, cause she was, I mean, we had a very good program, which not for, not, not a female program at the time. So. But weren't but, you a big class? Huh? Weren't you around her weight class? What are you trying to say?
2: You were like, you were
5: <laughs> How'd it go? <laughs> she, she was
4: wrestling you. Yeah, really? she like she wrestled with some of the guys, you know. Like uh, yeah, she, but he he. Said, any,
5: any, anytime, let me be let me be straight up. Anytime you have chicks on the team, everybody becomes an expert and tries to help them. In those situations, <laughs> I always stay away. I'm like, um, it's not my business. Like, I'm not that guy to pick that one girl on the team and try to be all helpful and try to coach her. I don't care. Like, I'm trying to, I'm there for me. I really don't care. You and really everybody became a... I remember everybody became a freestyle expert. I'm like, y'all motherfuckers, never wrestle a day of freestyle <laughs> in your life. I'm like, relax. Everybody knows yeah. a gut wrench all of a sudden. I'm like, relax. It's like, like, stick to your folk style and then worry about your own wrestling.
0: I stick so. to showing girls high crotch moves. That's what <laughs> I do. Got you
4: understand? <laughs>
0: That's even Dude, like I
4: remember in I remember in high school, you know in every like school, there's that one girl who was like, I can do what guys can do.
2: Yeah.
4: Well, we had this girl, she played soccer, she was a year older than me, and my boy. And I think she was like flirty, she's like, I can wrestle it, my boy is it,
5: like is yeah. And it, she was is it, like that, uh Is that Ellen DeGeneres? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: who, who are you uh, talking about? You guys are about the same age. No? Me? You and Ellen DeGeneres. I'm fucking
4: with you. I wasn't
1: even. I thought you were talking
4: about Yves. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I, I didn't wrestle. You know, did Ellen DeGeneres? She wrestled with you. What is going on here? Am I missing a joke or something? <laughs> no, it's okay. okay.
2: But, but I yeah. was
5: trying to. I was trying to say that she, I know where her life. What, I know. I have an idea what she ended up being. In no, the, the no, field. I don't
4: think I don't think she did. She wasn't. She, I don't know. No. I don't. It, you know, this is after I graduated. Just,
0: but anyways, yes. my boy
4: grabs her like, "You really want to do this?" And she's like, "Yeah, let's, yeah, let's do it." But she was like flirting. She was, dude. He uh-huh. locks up with her. She doesn't even know how to lock up. She's like, "Uh." He snaps her, wham, to the ground, to the mat, like face first. <laughs> Spins around, puts in her cradle, and pins her. I'm like, dude, Mike, what? Why did you just do that to her? She doesn't even know how to wrestle. She's not even your
1: same weight. And she doesn't belong in here. So she gets (laughs) yes.
0: Wait. I think
4: she just wanted, like, to flirt with her for a little bit, and it just went really bad for her.
0: Good. Isn't that
1: what... Wrestling ain't a game.
0: Isn't that what Cummins did to your baby mama, Menace? Something like My that.
1: Kid's
0: mom. Yeah, something like that.
4: Uh, kind of. Yeah, she like, hey Pat, she like push him like, out.
0: <laughs> she was like, I wrestled too. No. Nah. But well, she was. Would
5: what, what you, guys, right? you guys have you guys did you guys talk about John Jones uh stopping people yet? Have you guys did you no, guys think did yeah. that was staged? Do you think that was staged? I I think it was staged.
0: Dennis does. Did yeah, we somebody talked about.
5: Conveniently it. had a had a camera filming him stopping people.
4: <laughs> Hang on, Yves Edwards, Yves Butcher, what,
1: what do you got? I didn't see it. Uh. I heard about it, but I didn't see it. I don't. I don't spend. I don't fucking. I don't like social media, man. Yeah, can you play the clip for him?
0: I could send it to him. I don't want to believe that. That was stage. Because if look, that,
5: whether look whether it's stage or not, I'm all I've been always a John Jones fan. I really don't care yes. if he messes up in his personal life. I don't care. I don't understand why people always are happy or hating on him when he fucks up in his personal life. I don't care. He didn't sign up to be a role model. He didn't. be all. I personally do way more fucked up shit in my personal life than John Jones. Why? <laughs> you know what I mean? And ninety percent of the people like do as well. <laughs> why would I get into it? It's clearly personal life. You know what I mean? Like, why would I? I don't know. That's so stupid. I never hated on him. You, if anything, he deserves respect to be being the champ. On you know, wild partying and being the champ. Like that's that's what I think.
0: Yeah, that you just said it out. But I tell Menace it all the time, and I tell like our listeners. I don't care about dick pills. I don't care about cocaine. I don't care about crashing Bentleys with two hookers in the back. I don't give a I shit what he's there. doing. When but- they when they ring the bell and he gets in the cage, he's the goat.
5: That's that's what I'm watching. I don't care about his personal life. Why would I?
0: Yeah, you know I mean,
5: if I would have done way worse if I did, if I had that kind of money or had that that many belts, like I'm sure, you know, you and I are no better than him.
0: Yeah, I remember. I think it was Joe Rogan who said something along the lines of like, "The baddest motherfucker in the world has to be a crazy motherfucker," something like that. And it's so yeah. true. Like, I, oh,
5: I, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I wish he was better. He was doing better, and he wasn't messing up this much, so he he would he wouldn't ha- you know have to stay away from the game and all of that. But like, if he he chooses to do what if he chooses to do what he does, I it's his life. I don't care. I can't be mad.
0: Yeah. So I saw Chael Sonnen say that he thought it was staged, and then I got to Menace's house yesterday, and I was like, oh, you saw the John Jones thing, and he was like, dude, yeah, I did. That was staged, and I'm like, uh, I don't I don't want to believe it, you know.
4: Well, the thing is, when you're doing good gestures, you don't film them. Yeah, Like, like, I don't know, like, just like, just do the right thing, that's it. No, like, whoa, whoa, hang on, I'm about to do the right thing.
2: Can you film it real quick? Can you get me through this? But
0: here's my, what I think could have happened. He was out there, and that too, why was he in the middle of the protests and whatnot? Whatever, he's there, wrong place, wrong time, right place, right time, whatever you want to say. Someone said, oh, shit, there's John Jones. He's a celebrity in New Mexico. So they started filming yeah, yeah. him. Then whatever yeah, it was, yeah. he saw the kid with the spray paint. They were trying to vandalize yeah. somewhere in New Mexico. He's got New Mexico pride, even though he's from upstate New York, whatever. And he was like, yo, let me let me stop this real quick. And it happened to be caught on film.
5: That, that could that could be right. That could happen, too. But also I see if, if it was staged. Look, I still don't blame him because there's so much shit on John Jones. I don't blame him for trying to come out for something good just for <laughs> once <laughs> hang on no. it
4: was on his own Instagram first no no so, it was anywhere else
0: I don't think no I didn't it wasn't on his Instagram was it I don't know uh, no
1: there, there, another likely scenario another possible scenario is um he was out there to protest he saw these kids and he's like hey I'm gonna stop these kids
2: film me yeah.
0: Alright, it was, it was posted on his Instagram, and he wrote Is this shit even about George Floyd anymore? Why the fuck are you punk-ass teenagers destroying our cities? As a young black man, trust me, I'm frustrated as well, but this is not the way. We're starting to make the bad situation worse. If you really got love for our city, the 505, protect your shit. All you old heads need to speak up. Call your young family members and tell them to come home tonight. Ah." I- I don't know. I think it was uh a, a real thing, just a a moment caught. But I could see where people would get it was staged. Especially for someone who needs to do some PR to rehabilitate his image a little bit.
4: Yeah. Well now the thing is and we're not even hating that it was staged. It's like we're just we're just pointing out that it was staged because like even if it was staged, he's staging it for like a good cause.
0: Yes. Yeah. You well e- even after I read that, yeah, if anything he's trying to create peace, if you will. Stop vandalism. Stop the protests, or at least the riots.
5: Look, once again, everything is 40 gram. I tweeted this the other day. It just came to my mind. Are you doing good deeds when no one is watching? No, you're not. No, because everything is 40 gram. Social media changed our lives for the good and the in the worst. You know, for the good and the bad. I don't. I don't. I don't. You know, mostly for the bad, unfortunately, because we're using it that way. But we're not really showing. We're not really doing any more good deeds when no one is watching we, we want to show we we do it to show it which is fine better than not doing any good deeds i guess but you don't really mean it so i said this to i said the same thing like you text or you you tweet or post or whatever it is happy mother's day or happy birthday grandma i love you does she have an instagram page why don't you just I show it that. to her i hate why that you, yeah i fucking hate yeah. that I'm a mama's boy. I love my mom, so much. I'm a I'm a big mama's boy. She doesn't have she doesn't have social media. Obviously, she's barely using her Facetime, right? I never. People are like, yo, you're such a mama's boy. How come you never post anything about? You? I'm like, cause she doesn't have one. Nobody needs to see it. My love is for my mom. She sees. I show it to her.
1: I will. I will. I will. I will tell you. I will post some stuff to my mom on Instagram because my mom does have Instagram and she likes it. Yeah. And she does try to use it to promote. Yeah, cause my okay. mom's into fitness, right? My mom, my mom is a trainer and she yeah. has, she, she's, she's 60 now, but my mom is in great shape. She's been in great shape my whole life. And I, I do like to show pictures of her because people who just recently follow me, they go, is that your mom? And if they, they follow her or they can, like, if it helps her business in any kind of way, cool. But yeah, I, get it. Like, I don't post things. I don't post things for my, for my, for, for, for my dad who's passed, yeah. you know, like he's not, he doesn't have Instagram. Like, yeah. I'm not but that's different. Everything.
5: You have a reason. You're promoting or whatever. That's a, that's a different reason.
1: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So I feel you. I feel you on that completely. I hate sure. when people post. post yeah. or, or, or I hate to see post people doing something for the homeless. Like, brah. like I, I'm not buying that. I'm just not buying yeah. that. So but
4: before, before you continue on with that angle, like posting pictures with your mom or like your kids and stuff like that, that's also a place you can go. In t- in a timeline to look at photos that's saved that's not on your phone.
1: Yeah, no. If you if you're po- no, we're talking. We're not talking about posting pictures with your family. We're talking about posting happy birthday to somebody on Instagram when they don't have Instagram or or something like. I'll post like happy Mother's Day to my mom and and show pictures of her and like this is my mom. Can you believe this is my mom? Like and we're working out together or something like that because that's what she does. She's a fitness trainer. Now,
4: you know? hang on, because I'm trying to like, happy birthday to like a coworker and I'm posting on Instagram, or happy birthday to my kids. Which one is worse?
2: So happy I'm gonna jump to your kids.
1: That's worse to me because yes, like I, tell I, your kids I, that.
5: I agree with these, but also this is also my point. So people who are posting like happy birthday mom type of stuff, they are not even taking the time to visit them. They're not even making that much time for them, like you know. My mom is so special to me. I I'm making all the time for her in my life while she's alive and while I can. Yeah. But these people aren't even really making the right effort to show them appreciation towards them.
1: Yeah. Like, when was the last time you saw her or talked to her? Me? No, not I, you. I mean, someone uh, who posts something about them. Oh mom yeah, ex- ex- exactly,
5: a- exactly, yeah. exactly. So that's that's Good my only point. Guy,
4: uh, my little guys, like they're a part of my life, so just like people that you know send me second pictures to everybody like hey let's big my my kids now
5: I'm like hey, yeah. but you but you're so a great but you're yeah. a great dad you spend a lot of time with them I have no problem with that you're not really making it wrong you know you're not really giving us a false information right person you know? Not every so day and
4: yeah. the pictures that I choose I try to make sure they're cool pictures <laughs> <In a race laughs> there's, not the wrong,
5: there's nothing <laughs> yes. wrong with them you're proud you of your kids, little your, little brother, you know?
1: kids. your kids they're your kids they're not the internets kids yeah,
5: <laughs> We're okay. not hating on you, Dennis It's okay Yes, you are
1: No Put them all you want, man like, you Put them on the internet if you want But we're talking about We're talking about Like that.
0: Well, the homeless The homeless people thing homeless. Like, yo, homeless guy Here's a cheeseburger I, vi- I don't mind my friend Who's videotaping it That shit's yeah. cringe That shit is cringe yeah. I
2: hate that
0: and wrong too. Like this guy's obviously had a rough go of it, especially lately. Yeah. He's fucking homeless. He doesn't yeah. need, you know, Logan Paul or whoever running up. Like, yo, I got fucking a bag of Fritos for you.
1: I hate this. I, I hate those like, Hey, homeless guy. Here's, here's 20
2: bucks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Bro, but you know what <laughs> it is? The, the sheep, the sheep fall for that and they'll go follow, like. Yeah.
5: Yes, it is the sheep life, man. I hashtag sheep life the other day, unfortunately, and I don't want to be that guy in the middle of this chaos. But let's find it. Let's know the difference. Call them, call let's call know which them is them which.
1: What they are. Call them what huh? they
2: are.
1: Like you know, you say you hate me. No, don't hate that. That's who you are. Call call people. Call people what they are. Because I have this thing in my brain that's um, it's like you want someone to believe something about you, then just be that fucking thing. I don't have I don't have to promote. That I'm a dad or I'm this or that, like I'm just gonna be that. When you find out, like you find out, but I ain't doing it for you. I I don't, I I don't like this whole
2: tap dancing for the world.
5: Yeah, look, if they're they might be genuine. I will, we will never know the difference, right? God knows their heart. They might be genuine and really doing it for a cause. Maybe like yesterday, I was in Laguna Beach. You know, I was out there. Look, there's nothing happening in Laguna Beach, and I saw a handful of you know good-looking, pretty white girls with posters and showing like Black Lives Matter and all of that. I was like, oh, wow, that's cute. But, I mean, in my head, you're doing it for the gram again, Of course, 110%. I wish, I hope they're genuine and really doing, making it for a cause, but there was just, like, a handful of them. There's no cops. There's nothing going on. It's just them. And I feel like they're just there.
2: Hey, for-
1: that's one of the easy... Hey, it's so easy to, to write a sign and go stand out on my street and hold that up, and I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything <laughs> to help the cause. I just put up a sign. Yeah. I,
4: I, I, I'm What's not. I, I'm not was it you that I was saying? Like, I'm not rioting. I'm not protesting unless, like, the banks. They're like, hey, we have your money. We're keeping it. Like, then I'm going out and burning some shit down, and probably banks. I'm gonna fuck up some banks. But like, besides that, like, me fucking flipping cars. That doesn't do anything, right? I don't. I don't. No, that's, so, yeah.
1: So here, here's, 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 here's something that I saw. I saw a couple of days ago when this rioting first started, um, people were throwing bricks in Minnesota. It started in Minnesota. People were throwing bricks at police cars and, and somebody sent me that like, yeah, they're mad. And I'm just like, man, they, they, they get, they got, they got an infinite amount of money. They can get more cars. Those dudes, those dudes that do who kill that dude, they see still alive. Like, fuck it. That's who you go after. That's, that's, that's my mentality. <laughs> Right. It's like I like they got an inf- they got they got government money. They can get a new car. Like today. You know? But those that yeah. that dude who killed those dudes who killed George Floyd, like they're still there. Like right. they need, need to be in prison or somebody needs to put them in the ground.
4: That's how or I feel or, that. or, or like they should be riding outside like that precinct or that
1: they were outside of his house. They were outside of that the man. The, 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 that, the, that makes it. sense to me. Yeah, but like then they sent protection. They sent the police sent protection to him.
0: Yeah, they had as many cops at the guy's house as were there, like, protesting. In in riot in riot gear, like squad.
4: So that but that kind of riot and you being mad and wanting to get that guy, that does make sense to me. But fucking up Target doesn't
1: uh, that's another thing though you you can you can you can you can look google and you will find there's like at these at these protests there's like all these stacks of bricks like these people ain't bringing there there've been some people driving around handing out bricks to, like these white people in their cars driving around handing out bricks to black people trying to get them to throw them and break shit like they, this like there there was there was a, a cop filmed going into the auto zone and setting it on fire and then sliding back in the police station like the, 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 a lot of this it's shit, the gas is a, mask setup. Yeah. a lot of this shit is a setup. Like, like I, I don't like. Like Al said, man, I I don't like. You can go back in the history of this country. You can't trust this government. That's number one. Like they're watching us right now. Edward Snowden told us the government was doing illegal shit. Now that motherfucker's a criminal for telling us the government was doing illegal
0: shit. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank and then you. if you guys are into like the conspiracy side of things, you always hear about the guy George Soros.
1: George Soros is all over this shit.
0: Yeah, he's all over that. That's what I'm saying. Like, if there is anyone who's facilitating a pile of bricks being placed in an area where protesting is going to be, it could be a guy like that.
4: Yeah, I've been seeing those pallets of bricks. Like, I think Chris Wade Wade. posted. There's some like in like uh,
0: Westside County. Yeah, and Wade posted. If I see something like, if I see you with a brick, I'm fucking you up.
5: Dude, the, the the official Huntington Beach uh Instagram page posted. They actually exposed this white supremacist. He was in Huntington Beach trying to protest, but he was trying to start shit. And it looks like he is in there blended in, but he's actually there for a wrong. You know, he was just there to try um cause chaos.
2: Yeah, instigate.
5: Yeah, exactly.
0: Some so, some I, yeah some people have that screw loose in their head where they see this as even an opportunity to let out their anger. About yeah. something else, just because the cause and the shit's yeah, already like, going
4: it's like, on. It's like dressing crazy at being Halloween. They're like, oh,
5: yeah.
4: Yeah. I won't think I'm crazy for doing yeah. this.
5: Yeah, well. Years years ago, something, this this, this peaceful protest started in Turkey, right? They were, the government was trying to take down this park and, start, and build a shopping mall or something. So a handful of people just showed up there and they said, no, we're not going to let this happen. They were just super peaceful protests. It ended up becoming a 30-day civil war, literally, between the cops and the people. But let me tell you this. But And then I saw a bunch of interviews where they were talking to cab drivers. Cab drivers said they were picking up a bunch of foreigners from the airport and taking them to the park where the protest was. Literally, there's fires going on and there's like gas, tear gas and all kinds of crazy shit going on. I watched this on CNN Live here in America. Like four days. It went on for days. So people always, those are always going to find the reason to go starship. They're always going to find their reasons to go into that piece of protest and actually change it upside down. So that's what we got to be careful for too. So.
0: Yeah. And then the worst thing is obviously like Eve was saying before is that the negative element of it is going to affect the people that actually want change. Yeah. And it's going to be.
1: That's that's why, that's why they put these subversive characters in there to, yeah. to, to help to help paint a narrative that this isn't legit to illegitimize the 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 the, the cause. And and that's yeah. like that's that's really fucked up. It's fucked yeah. up on a whole different level.
5: Like and that, nobody's getting one, coronavirus
1: either. You th- you think and you think this you think this is the first time this this happened? Like they've been they've been protesting and rioting in this country since the beginning of this country, since before this was a country. You think they haven't been putting plants in, in the, in those, it, like, fucking CIA, this, the FBI had, had people inside the Black Panther Party. Like, like, they'll get black people to turn on black people. Like, they, they just, it's, 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 it's fucking disgusting. Like, I, I fucking hate it. I fucking hate, like, bro. I get angry over shit like that. It's one of those things where it's like, like, would what, what you, somebody, Dennis, what happens, what happens to the dude, somebody, imagine somebody kills one of your boys, what happens to them?
2: Oh, he's going to get fucked up.
1: Like, like, every, everybody should have that attitude. Like, and I don't, like, I'm, if, if one of my daughters and my son dies, like, like, by, by somebody else's hand, like, I got to put that dude in the ground. I yeah. have to.
2: Yeah.
4: Like that heavyweight whose daughter got kidnapped and killed. Well and Harris. He, yeah. yeah. Like, I think I would almost be like, "Yep, uh, just I don't want to press charges on the man. Let let him be. Let him acquit him, and then I find him." What's that movie? And then he takes him to a warehouse and tortures him for like. Oh, well, a law, law-abiding citizen. Yeah, that's I'm I'm doing something along those lines.
5: Or or Samuel Jackson is a great movie uh, like that from years ago. Uh, with uh, who is that handsome blonde guy from Texas? Matthew McConaughey. Yes, him and uh, Samuel Jackson. has a great that movie about that this. Mean. Uh, I look it up. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? I don't know the movie, but
1: I know McConaughey. Oh, you, oh, you gotta watch
5: that movie. So. That is such a Wait. true. I don't know if it's based on a true story, but that is that happens today. Samuel Jackson ends up finding the killer of his daughter. Well, actually, sorry, she was raped, not killed. She was raped and stuff. Wait, don't,
1: don't, don't don't give us the spoiler. Like oh, okay,
5: my bad, my bad. But if you if you if you look, if you look at it, you'll find it if you Google it.
1: Yeah, I, w- I will. I will. I like movies. That's yeah, that's a, that's like a
5: good, happens. Yeah, like yeah, bro. I'm, well, I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching Jeffrey Epstein next on Netflix.
0: Uh, you guys. I have oh, a- wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. A, a Time to Kill is the name I'm, of that movie. Uh, yeah,
5: that sounds familiar. Okay, okay. okay. But yes,
0: I you watched that Epstein shit.
5: I'm I'm watching that next. I just finished today. I just finished um the Game Changers because I'm I'm been trying to be a vegetarian, and uh, I'm trying. It's not going great.
4: <laughs> I got <laughs> but, um, I got. He's got a turkey leg in his hand.
1: <laughs> I got two things for you guys to watch. Um, Waco. One of, them, one of them is called. It's on Netflix. The Untold History of the United States.
0: I've seen that. I've yet to watch it. It's good. The Oliver and, Stone one, right?
1: Oh, yes. And, um, there's another one. It's a YouTube documentary and I'm trying to find it because a buddy sent it to me. And, um, it's about, it's about Epstein and Hollywood and a bunch yeah. of. that.
5: Oh, yeah. Epstein has a new one on Netflix. That's a new one. I don't know if you're talking about the same one.
1: I, no, it's not, it's not the one on Netflix. I didn't know about that one, but I'm going to, I'm going to check that out.
5: Oh yeah, that just they just dropped that one. And you should add Waco to your list, right? That's another great one. Waco was—I didn't know Waco was a real story, a true story. So that
2: happened. That
1: happened in Texas. Yeah. After I moved, yeah, months after I moved to America, and it was in Texas. I was in Texas. I was in Houston, so I was like three and a half hours away, and I had no idea. And I was in school. I remember being in school when that happened. I was in high school, Um, and um, (laughs) I, I remember. When they raided that that, that that compound, yeah, it was in the middle of the week, in the middle of the afternoon, and they went yeah. in and they killed those people. And I was just yeah. like, this yeah, shit.
5: and And you were like, hey, this is how they walk I was like, this up. is America? <laughs> this how this shit works here? Look, this is, again, I finished the whole show in like two or three days. I think I was so attached to it. And again, I'm not a religious guy or anything, and I don't support any of that, you know, him sleeping with all the women in there and stuff, whatever. But, and I got, I was trying to get to the bottom of this. So I started looking up the real characters that survived that situation. And they keep saying the same thing. They're like, listen, we were not held there as hostages. And we, we were trying to talk to them. They just came and started shooting. So again, and, and what did the government do? They covered it up. They made it look like there was a, there was, and again, according, apparently, according to the Texas law, the dude wasn't really breaking a bunch of laws there. Like he wasn't really doing anything wrong. What he was doing is... What he is doing is wrong. Of course, eth- you know, ethically it is very wrong. Everything is wrong. Him being married to underage, all of that. But the, did it really break your law where you needed to go? You know, kill them all. That's crazy. You broke a bigger law,
0: bro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah when,
5: freaking shooting them.
0: When you watch the Epstein thing, you're gonna see some fucked up shit, and hear oh, some so fucked up that.
5: shit. I, I can't wait to watch. I'm so into that stuff. That's what I'm saying. Look, this is what I say. You and I. All none of us will never ever make a change because there's a higher power going on besides us. And when I say higher power, I'm not talking about God. I'm talking about someone above the government, too, right? Me. Yeah. So I don't know who it is. Whether you can say it's Rothschilds or you can say it's the it's the Rockefellers. I don't know. I'm not. You know, there's a bunch of conspiracy theories, right? But nothing is ever going to change. Look, <laughs> Epstein to the other guy who got just busted, um, another Epstein. you know what i mean they're all the same i don't know you know what i'm talking about
0: no uh, weinstein
5: weinstein all these motherfuckers man they were
0: they were friends
5: of course of course dude i oh my god i just watched this other thing some some lady was in every single she was behind every single epstein operation right i just came across it on youtube and she's in pictures of politicians and all kinds of stuff apparently she was on the island organizing this whole porn child orgy or whatever now she's nobody knows where she is she has pictures of the clintons and now nobody knows where she is
0: the funniest thing like yeah it's so fucked up like even bill clinton was our president his wife was trying to be our president but like bill clinton they have him on record of being on the plane with epstein going to epstein's island flying on a private jet 26 times with Epstein. They they asked Clinton, you know this guy? He's like, I don't fucking know that guy.
5: Oh, yeah, there you go. And you want me to believe the government? Really?
0: Well, well, that's what they say. They say Epstein didn't commit suicide. He got Clinton. (laughs)
5: Yeah, that makes a lot of
0: sense. (laughs) I like
5: that word, Clinton.
0: He got Clinton. That's what they do. They take people out when they're about to start singing some songs about them.
1: Show me a room full of politicians and I'll show you a room full of criminals. Um the name of that documentary I was talking about, Al, it's called Out of yes. Out of Shadows. It's on
0: Out of Shadows. I'm of I'm Shadow putting that on the list. So yeah, we could sit here and talk movies, politics, all this shit, but it's not the best conversation. So what we'll do is we'll go back to fighting for a second. We'll That's t- what we know. We'll make some picks and do a little preview of UFC two fifty. So we'll start right at the bottom. We'll go a quick runoff till we get to the fights we care about and we'll talk about them. So Evan Dunham versus Herbert Burns.
5: Herbert Burns. Evan Dunham.
1: I want Evan Dunham to win, but I just think his time may be past. I'm going to take Burns and put money on it.
0: All right. Devin Clark versus Alonzo Menafield. Devin Clark I don't know them. Devin Clark. Right. Devin Clark is John Jones's boy. Oh, okay. So we'll go with him. Okay. Juicy A. Formiga versus Alex Perez.
5: Formiga. Formiga.
0: Formiga. Did it take a fight off here? Oh, no. Charles Boyd versus Maki Patolo.
2: Don't know. Maki. Oh, no.
0: yeah, that's, I don't know. Yeah, that's one of those ones where you go with whichever name you think's cooler. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with Charles Bird. Oh,
1: I'm going Wait, I know, I know Charles Bird. He was on Contender. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Bird, just because I remember him the
2: contenders. So now,
0: even this fight, I found some news today that kind of changed, like what we were talking about the other day, Menace. Cody Stamen versus Brian Kelleher. Cody Stamen, his brother died like a week ago, and he's still going through with the fight.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, that's one of those things, man, where where it could be
0: motivation know that or distraction.
5: It gives you invincibility?
0: Yeah,
4: that's a weird. I mean,
5: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it'll fire Mob just to fire on his honor. I think uh killer is really killing it recently, so Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I can't pick. It's one of those things that like I feel like this is what happened with Wal Harris. You know, he's fighting with a lot of emotion and um emotional gas you man. He he saw an opportunity to get over him out of there and he had all in. He was he was emotional he was wasn't focused. He wasn't in the fight zone. He was in a in a in a passion zone, and he gassed himself
0: out. Yeah, hundred percent. That's what happened in that fight. He rocked the Overeen too early in that yeah. fight.
1: I mean, that's what yeah, Cody could be in that situation. But he could also it could also be something that just kind of lasers in his focus, and he may just be really super sharp. But it may it, it's one of those things that can it can be focus or, or distraction, man. So, like I don't know. I for me, I don't think. If my if I'm close to my brother and I lost him, like nah, no, nah, I'm not doing this. You're not fighting. Yeah. Nah, not 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 right now. I got I got I got shit to. There's to bigger
5: things than fighting. I hear your point. I would I would step back it. There's bigger things than fighting sometimes in life. So I
4: think for me, like my brother used to always come to my fights. So that might be one of the things. Like I have to do this for Jay. I will be invincible. No one like I will like. That's but, what
0: he he said, and that's
1: you he's getting emotional.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, then, then I guess Stamen's getting emotional because that's what he said, and justifiably, he said that he has to go through with the fight for for his brother. You know, like an honor of his brother.
5: I'm gonna go with Brian, Brian, though, just because he's my, you know, I'm friends.
4: to go with Brian because of the fact that uh, Stamen's brother died. Also. You know, Boom Brian's a Lima guy. He's been, you know, I've trained with yeah. the man. He's on a surge. You know, the homie Brian Michelino's there cornering him. You know, BJJ.com B- B- is over there.
0: Yeah. I saw a video of Michelino. You probably trained with Michelino when uh, you came to Long Island Eves. Yeah. And and Al, you know Michelino, right? No. I
1: know he is, but I don't remember training with him. Oh, I'm sorry, you're talking to
0: Al. He does no, like, no, okay, go ahead. I saw him, he was doing like the sticks. He was beating Mitch, uh, beating Kelleher up with the sticks. Wow.
2: Oh.
0: Like instead of the pads. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going Kelleher in that one as well. Ian Heinisch versus Gerald Murchard.
1: Who did I pick last night? I don't know Heinisch.
0: You picked Heinisch because Heinisch likes Menace and the Man stuff.
1: Stuff, but I don't know Hinesh. So I can't
5: pick that one. Pass.
0: All right, well, we'll go Heinish. Chase Hooper and Alex Casares.
5: Ooh. I've always liked Bruce Leroy, so I'm yeah. going to go with him. Right. He is a character.
1: I'm with you on that
4: one. Did I go with Hooper last
5: night?
0: Yeah, because I told you the story of Hooper interviewing Masvidal and saying you beat up my dad. Oh. And then he was like, Who's your dad? He was like, Ben asking, he was like, Oh shit, I'm sorry, son.
5: Oh, is that the guy? Yeah. Dude, okay. I I commented on that. Everybody keeps like oh my dad, dad, dad. I'm like, dude, you have no respect for your mama. Come on, okay, we get it we get the joke. Like stop calling someone else your dad, dad, dad. Like that's okay, stupid joke. Move on. Yeah. Is, that still, is is that the way you're trying to market yourself? Okay, move on. I get you you have fur, curly hair. Move on. The US Find a different way to... the Find a different way to promote yourself. I get it.
0: The UFC just marketed marketed it as if it was like an episode of Family Matters, yeah. and it was Ben Askren's the dad, Sean O'Malley's one of the kids, Chase Hopper's one of the kids.
5: No, nobody, no, I'm not calling anybody even as a joke, I'm sorry, I have respect
0: for my family, I'm not calling nobody my dad. Yes. So, Eddie Weiland and Sean O'Malley.
1: Uh, that's a good fight for O'Malley. I mean, that's a good question mark. But I think he's really been improving, man. And um, Wineland, Wineland is really close to his ceiling. He's, he's, he's legit. He's been around for a long time. But, like, how much more improved is he going to get versus how improved is O'Malley going to get? And I think O'Malley is hes doing what he needs to do. So I think O'Malley takes that fight.
5: Okay. I think O'Malley I think O'Malley's gonna take it too, but I've been following Wineland since the WC days. So I always looked up to him and had a lot of respect for him. I hope he takes it, but I think O'Malley's uh is the new It ain't, it ain't gonna gener-
1: be he if, if, if he gets taken out of there, it's gonna have to be quick and he gets caught. But it's not gonna be Oh yeah. It's not gonna be a walk in the park. It's not gonna be easy unless he clips
2: him and catches him.
5: Yeah. But, but, I, I, you might, I think, I think we, we should focus on this. Thing. A lot of those guys, guys like Ada Wineland, they don't really, they come to a fight, but yep. they're, they're not that healthy anymore. They, they don't show that to anybody. I'm telling you. You think they perform at their best? They're hurting every day, man. I'm telling you. You can't be fighting for that I've long. Been there. <laughs> and exactly. I'm the same here. And oh, I'm sure Dennis as well. So he's probably at 50% right now, but he'll still come. He still has around him. And that's all it takes sometimes. So. Well,
0: even Menace, you got out pretty good, right? Yeah. Are you aching every day?
2: Uh,
0: yeah. We had Ong Lasong. Song asked him that last night. He was like, Dennis, why aren't you making a comeback? Like, what are you doing?
5: <laughs> Who?
0: Who? Ong Lasong, the 1FC double champ. Oh, oh, yeah,
5: yeah, Okay, I thought you were talking about the... championship. The team Alpha- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about the uh, uh Team Alpha Male, Chi- Chinese guy from Team Alpha Male. No. Him, no. No. That's uh, a no,
0: not to All right, so I'm going. We're all going to on that one. Neil Magny versus Anthony Rocco Martin. Neil Magny. Oh,
1: Rocco. Rocco, man, I like Rocco.
0: Yeah. I don't like Rocco because he beat Ryan LeFlair, but I'm going with Rocco. I think he beats Neil Magny. Yeah.
1: Magny one of those guys, man. He's he's like he's a real good gatekeeper, but. Um, like he'll, he'll he'll fucking start some guys that you think he's gonna to lose to, but like there's a lot of people that that he just he doesn't match up well with.
0: Yeah, well, he, he, cardio is his biggest attribute. So if you if you don't put him away and you let him hang around, he'll steal the second half of that fight. That's what happened with Gastelum. Remember that uh, Hector Lombard that fight? fight? Yeah, that fight was crazy. So yeah, I'm, I going, I'm.
4: Hector was actually going to kill him. Yeah, murder. I thought he was actually going to commit murder. And they're like, "What's happening right now? What? What?"
0: Were you friends with uh Hector Eves when you were in Florida?
2: Yeah,
1: kind of. I mean, we're <laughs> Hector Hector's a strange cat, man.
0: Oh, he's crazy, Hector. Yeah.
1: Like Hector, so we had there was this two scenarios. One. Um I'm talking to Hector and we're just having a conversation. He sees this kid and he goes he goes, Hey, motherfucker come here and he's like he's just like he just goes off on this kid and he turns back to me and it's like hey I'm just like, Whoa And then um there's this other time Mike Brown calls me over Mike is like, Hey Eve, come over here, man, come over here Hector, tell him what you said And Hector was trying to tell me how (laughs) this is crazy. Hector's trying to tell me how Michelle Obama was a man, and I need to give him proof.
2: Was it? I'm like, bro, you
1: got to give me proof. I, I don't even fucking care. Why are you making it like you you don't want to come up with some outrageous
5: fucking thing? I have to show I, you. I've heard that conspiracy that she's a man. Really? That's so Dude, that's, the that's, 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 that's the that's stupidest conspiracy. That's the stupidest
2: one. Biggest one piece of racism. It's a joke.
0: Yeah, it's like a racist joke, actually.
2: Yeah, that's not funny. <laughs>
0: but uh, yeah, come on, Hector. Hector- Hector's a big Menace in the Man fan, and we actually joke, and we say he's our political correspondent.
2: Hector,
1: <laughs> H- Hector, Hector, bro, Hector's fucking smart, too, but he's, like, he's, like, if you, sit, if you sit down and talk to Hector about, you stay away from politics, like, you really see how smart that dude is.
0: Bro, he he, he's so deep into politics right now, when we ask him to come on, he's like, can we talk about Bernie Sanders and politics? We're like, yeah, sure.
5: Oh, I'm so down to that kind of stuff. You actually have been a politician. I just don't want people to hate me. That's why I'm not getting to that point. Yeah. I'm so into it. You have no idea. Yeah. So I hate them all. And we have, we have. I hate them all. I, I like being aware. I'm
0: yeah.
5: not supporting anybody. I like knowing everything. But I'm not in, I'm not up for anybody. I don't support anybody. I just like knowing everything.
1: It's, it's, the reason why you don't support
5: anybody is because of what you know. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I want to know.
0: We have a, we have a few funny Hector stories. One where he tried to beat me up or was about to beat me up at a CES event in New York. We won't get to that one. But then we had him on the show one time and he's sitting in like a grotto in Florida talking politics. And all of a sudden someone, uh, he's talking to me in Menace and someone said, yo, you shouldn't be talking politics. And he goes, why don't you shut the fuck up, man? Get the fuck out. I'll beat the, like, I'll fuck you up right now. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) And then he's like, you know, looking in our phone, talking to the guy. And then he walks away he's like, fucking asshole, man. And we're like, what happened? He's like, I don't know, this fucking guy about to fucking beat this fucking guy's ass.
5: Uh, how's, his, uh, how's his English? his speaks pretty
0: good? Yeah, pretty, pretty good. good. That was a horrible impersonation, but yeah, yeah, his, yeah. his English is pretty good. Okay. So, Al Sterling, Corey Sanhagen.
5: I
1: like Al I don't want Al to win. I'm picking Al Joe. Yeah.
5: Al I'm picking Al too.
0: Yes, this is definitely an Al friendly show. As well as out, probably many rounds with Aljo. Menace, many rounds with Aljo. Oh God. I hated every single round. Dennis did. <laughs> De- Dennis hated a lot of those rounds too.
1: I trained with Aljo before he got into the UFC. When I came out, Dennis, the first, the first time I came out, and Aljo was at the gym with you guys, and I was like, man, and this was before he's in the UFC, man, this fucking kid, he's tiny, but he's good. Yeah, like he gave me all kinds of problems. I remember. What a spider
5: monkey. Yeah, he 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 always reminded me of John Jones in some ways because of the uh, you know like unorthodox <laughs> stuff he can do. <laughs> no, well maybe <laughs> maybe of course that has a lot to do with it, but also about you know all the unorthodox stuff he can do. And I think now he's he's so smart, man. He's a fight nerd. He watches every single fight. He knows his opponents. That's what he does for fun in his in his free time. He just sits down and watches fights. So he definitely has a great future. Dedicated. Yeah. Dedicated, very dedicated.
0: And yeah, back in the day, Aljo, we talked about it. He was like a nomad. Similar to out, like he was at every yeah. gym. And yeah. he, he used to come into Lima a lot. Yeah. But yes, we're all going to Aljamain. Co-main event, Rafaela Sun Cody Galbrandt.
1: I, I like both those guys. I would like to see Cody win. Here's my problem with Cody. Cody has that disease Dustin used to have. Where when you get hurt, you just say fuck it and you go, and um that's when he gets into trouble. But technically, he's one of the most fucking sound guys. When he stays within himself, he's one of the most sound guys in the game. His boxing, his footwork, his wrestling, but like when he gets hurt, then he just go he just goes kill or be killed, and that's when he gets into trouble. Um, and Asunciao is not like that. asunciao has been around and he's smart. And he can compete with anybody on any level. Cody, I think, is a better, sharper striker. But if he, if, if, if he, Cody gets hurt and he goes to that place with, with Sun Tiao, he don't take a Sun out in the next five seconds. He's getting stopped.
0: One thing that can be pointed out about Cody for this fight, he changed camps a little bit. And he's been working with Mark Henry. He's been in New Jersey. So he's had Edgar to go with, Lance Palmer. Like he changed up his, uh, Probably we'll see a different Cody Galbraith, I think.
5: Can Can I tell you something about? I don't know. Eves, maybe you could correct me because you train a lot of good guys, obviously, and and some you know a lot of good guys come into your gym and you know for camps and stuff. But this is, I don't know how much that helps you when you just go for a couple of months for a new fight, right? I mean, he's been off and he's been training at different gyms. It scientifically it takes about six months to change your body mechanics and being able to do some of those things as as muscle memory, right? So how much is that gonna play in factor? No, I don't think. I think,
4: he's been, I think he's been there for
5: a minute. Okay, I mean, okay, that's just my that's just my you know. I don't think it's just opinion, been like but- a
4: couple months, right? Stan. I think he's been there like since like the PFL's last season because I know he was training with.
5: Um- yeah, yeah, but and then look, they go to a new gym for let's say four months, five months, whatever, before a camp. They win, they give a shout out to that gym, and then they lose the next fight. Then what happens? You know, what I mean, how much is that new gym helping you actually? I'm not saying it's not helping you, but I'm saying did you take enough time to adapt that style, that new gym style to you? Because you know you need you need hours and hours, thousands, of, hundreds of hours in the gym to make the muscle memory, right? That game plan. Like you just go in there and say, okay, this round I'm gonna throw a one-two-three combo. It just has to come to you because you react to things in under less than a second. I, here's here's I my agree. I'm gonna say on that.
4: Sorry, real quick is like. For me, one of the reasons why I kinda of retired is like, man, I've been the same gym, I'm just like tired. Kinda of when you move to a new gym, it's like something's different, different people, kinda of like the, your all your senses get kinda of heightened. and because you 'cause you don't know you don't know exactly what to expect and it's like kinda of like refresh it's like giving your car like a good car wash. Like it's like yeah, my car's back to new
5: again. I'm gonna go after Eves. Go ahead, Eves.
1: I agree with what you set out. Here's the thing you see a lot you see guys go to a new gym and their first fight win or lose, they look kind of like they did, but they don't look very sharp. and then the next fight they look better. The thing about those guys with mark henry and 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 that I feel like they are really good at coaching and keeping you within yourself. So it's not a whole lot of new things when it comes to the fight. it's I feel like they they implement their strategy and their style. To your game slowly because and what I'm using as a reference is like Lance Palmer, like he came to the, he came back to the PFL second season and his first fight he had been training with Frankie and those guys for for the whole off season. Um, he left Extreme Couture, um, but he looked a lot like Lance Palmer in that first fight, but he started to open up more in the second and then the one after that. I feel like I've seen that. I can't remember who else that I would apply that to, but I feel like it may have been um, Edson Barbosa because he was going to ATT for a long time and then he went up there and now he's back at ATT. I think he's back at ATT now. Yeah. But um, I, I, I think they, I think they are good about that. And I, I feel like Cody Garbrandt would be similar, but if Mark, so I think Cody Garbrandt is the same guy. Now can Mark Henry break that savage in him? Or not break it, but control that stabbing him so he doesn't, doesn't go off if he gets hurt. I think that's really the only thing you can, you gotta do for that kid right now. He's just gonna constantly improve.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with, I agree with you, Eves. And, and, and about what you said, Dennis, for example. Okay. So, like, you've been in the same gym for a long time. When you go to a new gym, that's more about the excitement you need. Like, you don't want to go to this, when you're at Lima, for example, great gym, right? But you've been in the same gym with the same partners for a long time. You're not, you don't wake up with the same excitement anymore to go to practice. Right. It's different. So that's sometimes a new gym comes in handy. But otherwise, I don't really think Mark Henry has a special sauce, if you ask me. Lance Palmer is a great guy. who He's going to be a champ anywhere he goes. It's just about motivating him and giving him little details here and there. That's my that's my opinion. You know, I, same thing with Cody Garban. And I'm curious to see how his chin is. He took some damage, man. People, look, as a retired fighter to myself, People are really taking these knockouts very lightly. Like, you keep getting knocked out back-to-back. Back and all the hours you put in the gym. Because we only see them get knocked out. But how about all the hours of sparring you put in the gym? That matters. Yep. It adds up.
0: And you don't hear about that. You don't hear about time. you don't hear
5: about that. Yeah, Some of these guys spar four days a week.
0: Yeah. And yeah, he, Co- right. Cody's coming off three losses in a row. T- T- two to TJ and one to Pedro Munoz. All knockouts. And they
5: were all knockouts.
0: Yeah. Alright. I'm gonna go Cody though. I think Cody I think if you don't I'm going well, style. But also that, if he doesn't adjust his style and learn from those three knockouts, then his career might be on a re- on a real downturn.
5: I No, maybe I, it should be over. Just for you bro, people take their health health not very seriously.
0: He's still young. Life to live. He's twenty eight. He's still very young.
5: Yeah, but you you don't feel it yeah, now. Yeah, about when's the tennis? last time he fought?
4: He he hasn't fought in a while either. But Let, when Usman and Woodley fought. He,
0: he fought last year. He fought Munoz twenty
4: nineteen. So a year for his brain to get unrattled,
5: I think, is more right. than most hey,
2: people. Hey, hey, CTE don't go away. That shit stays even dead.
5: We don't. We only yes, exactly. And we only think when you have a concussion, you only think when you have that headache. You have you, you have a concussion. Every single punch gives you a concussion. You don't have to feel them all. Look, this is the only place I promote right now, and I have a vouch for. I've been personally going to a place um, called Advanced Hyperbarics. You know, I go get in, stay in the tank for about an hour. I'm look. Everybody should look into it. Whoever has been hit and been in this fighting game or football game, whatever it is, this is a serious problem. Like, you may not feel it or see it today, but you need to go get your brain checked. It just gets worse. That's it. It just gets worse. I don't have any problem. Don't get me wrong. I don't have any problem. Not anymore, thank God. But I want to see myself 20 years from today, you know, still smart. You know, I'm smart today. I like to be smart 20 years from today, too. So, I mean, I like to take precautions. I don't think this is this is something people should be taking lightly. Like, Chuck Liddell should have never been... License to fight? What the fuck? Like Tito? Yeah, no. Are you kidding me? Like Tito Ortiz is healthy. I see him often in Huntington Beach. He's healthy. He, he's a workhorse. But what I'm trying to say is, how? Who the hell licensed Dow? Who did it? it they should have been illegal. It's against the law. Come on. It
2: wasn't Like who's the gonna?
5: Car. Like who? Yeah, come on. That's Dale, bad, Dale paid that. Paid that.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say because he's
5: because he's, brain dead, cause he's brain dead himself.
0: That's so, someone who got a bag of money. That's who licensed them.
5: They yeah. didn't make a lot of money. I mean, oh, you mean... I, I know what you mean. Charlie so, down didn't make a lot of money. I know what you mean, but yeah.
0: yeah. So so what do we got? Galbrandt or Asun Sal? Gal Gal I, I'm going Galbrand.
5: Asun Sal.
0: Uh, so Amanda Nunes, Felicia Spencer. Amanda. That's a tough one.
5: Amanda.
0: I'm jo- being sarcastic when I say it's a tough one. Everyone's going to go Dude. with Amanda, yeah.
5: Look, she, for, the Canadian chick is very tough, but
0: Amanda's gonna take it. <laughs> Menace.
1: Like, like chick chicks like you saw what she did to Cyborg? Chick say even cyborg ain't never been hit like that. Men may fight. Like Amanda Amanda hits like a man.
2: Yeah.
1: Like she she don't fuck around, bro. You ever move around with her? Little bit, but I never like moved around with her live.
2: But, like I <laughs> like, know I know we
1: like, stop right there. Yeah, I know some dudes who been hit
2: by her and they're like, She hits like a man.
0: I'm yeah. I'm going Felicia Spencer.
5: Wow. Yep. She's gonna make some money if she wins.
0: I think she's like five to one. Yeah. I think she pulls off the what upset. You with that
1: stand? fifty bucks.
0: Yeah, fifty gets you two fifty. I could do that. I
1: feel like I feel like Amanda when she when she won that title, especially like she hit a different stride. Know what I mean? Yeah. Um, her, her. When, when, who did she lose to? Cat. After that fight with Cat, I think she started to put some things together. And when she won that title, she was just like, "I'm not fucking stopping." She, she might, she might be one of those kind of girls who, she might retire and like holding on to those belts. Well, she's got
4: a kid on the way.
1: Yeah. So I mean, she, I don't know. That that could be another source of motivation for her. She is really family oriented. You know, um, I don't know, man. Amanda's Amanda legit for real. She works hard as fuck. She's not, like, she's not taking this as a joke. She, like, her life has been changed. And she appreciates that.
2: Yeah.
5: Alright, so.
4: Hey, uh, Eves, did, did Stan, Stan, you know, Eves just had a daughter?
0: Yes, but we talked about it beforehand. Well, look at, look at this guy, Eves. What the fuck's no, wrong with no, him?
4: That's, that's, I'm, that's, I'm just, if I missed that, I just wanted to make sure I got it, it on. So good.
1: It's like, no, I don't want to touch on it. That's
4: just, yeah. Like, why, like, why don't you it? text
0: him? Congrats. Kids,
1: not, yeah. Like I don't like posting stuff on the internet. <laughs> congrats.
2: congrats.
0: Nah, it's a, it's a, it's a joke that you missed earlier, Menace. We don't, we don't talk about kids on this show.
2: <laughs> right.
0: Unless they're menaces. Yeah. But so that'll conclude. I still,
2: conclude, love, you, I still uh, love you.
0: That'll conclude our UFC 250 talk. So before.
1: Favor.
0: One more, and then we'll wrap this one up. What do you guys think of Mike Tyson coming back? As we were talking about CTE and guys who you shouldn't fight and whatnot,
1: Mike Tyson is one of like he's not the goat. I would put that on Ali, but he's right. He's 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 part of the what is it? The herd of goats. And um, um, but but at at fifty something,
0: fifty
1: three. Yeah, I don't, I don't. That's ten years. He's got ten years on me. I don't, I, I don't. At heavyweight, he he still looks good and he still could yeah, Hang back like I think I was people, some nice vitamins yeah but a lot of people don't know this like a lot like do uh, you know about the end of Mike Tyson's career yeah you know well, that it he, it was horrible using, like nobody's
0: it was horrible yeah
1: like, there's no reason for him to come back like people don't know about that because of how great he was and um that's what they're going to remember but if he comes back now like it's just it's, i don't know it's just different
2: yeah
0: i, I
1: don't i don't I, I can go back and watch some old Mike Tyson stuff.
0: He's moving around, hitting mitts, and he looks he good. Looks good,
1: no. like he's a student of boxing. He loves boxing. Custom model raised him right, and he raised himself right. He went and watched old tapes. Like Mike, I guarantee you, Mike Tyson saw the fucking Willie Pep. Willie Pep won a won a round. He, he goes to the corner and tells his corner, like, "I'm gonna win this round. I'm not gonna throw a single punch." He won the round. I know Mike Tyson's seen that video. I don't. I don't I've only heard of it. You know, like he's, he's studied boxing. He knows so much about boxing, man. Um, And the way he can still move, he can still be offensive, he can still do things. Mike Tyson, I don't care who it is. It could be another 53-year-old, it could be a 60-something-year-old. Mike Tyson don't need to get hit more, man. He's done way too much for boxing.
0: Yeah, I think once he does get hit again, he'll be like, Oh, now I remember why I stopped doing this. In 2005, 15 years ago.
2: I don't know.
1: I, like, fuck one of the greatest ever. I would say on, the, on that list of greatest ever, I'd put him as my number two.
2: Yeah. Com- I, the, Combat just, sports I legend.
5: Understand. I I just don't understand. So I'm assuming he has a good amount of money, right? Like, enjoy your life, man. Enjoy how many more years do you have left? Who knows? God knows, right? It's enjoy life. People, that's the live for is to compete and fucking... I yes, I get that. But people who love him around him needs to tell him the truth, though.
1: Mike Tyson's you know I mean? not that guy anymore. Like when yeah. when he when he was the heavyweight champion of the world, he was a different guy. He's he's got too much love in his heart. Like now, yeah. Like like then he was just like he would fucking crush everybody.
5: Psychedelics do that to you.
1: Fight a car, <laughs> a rhinoceros. You know, like now, I don't. I just don't think he has that. He has that. Killer in him anymore. I'm sure it can be raised for the right reasons, but I don't know if competition is that reason.
2: Yeah, I don't I'll know. I'll
5: watch whatever he does, but I don't want to watch. I don't. want to. How
4: much is it? Sixty-five bucks. All right.
1: I don't.
5: I don't <laughs> want.
0: I don't
1: want to see. Like I also don't want to see Tyson get hurt. Yeah,
0: God forbid. I, I would pay. Scared.
1: I would pay to watch Mike Tyson fight Peter McNeely again. Again.
0: I would that's, that's, that's it. I would want like do I want to see him fight? Yeah. But I want to see him fight like the greener at Walmart. You know, yeah. like I don't want to see they're talking about him fighting Shannon Briggs. I'm like, no. Even him versus Savannah Holyfield, that will hurt my heart to see them add more damage to what they already got going on. Did you see
1: Kosaka and Krokop? Are fighting? Yeah. Again? No, they did. No. The last fight in Ryzen.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, like they look like two people's grand grandparents fighting. Exactly,
5: dude. Um, Krokov had a stroke, oh, and shit. he's still, he's still training and stuff. I mean, that guy doesn't. His his last days in this planet is not going to be pretty. No, I'm telling you, that's what bothers me because I have so much respect for these guys. We all do, right? We all looked up to them and watched them. Do you want to see them with diapers in the future? No, yeah, like, no. do you want to see them being, being you know, being stuck in not bed and somebody's not recognizing their kids? No. Exactly. Man. I mean, I still, you know, you can see, like, they. I don't want to see them on punch and stuff, man. That's not cool. If people think this is, you know, no, this is not cool. Like, Ali
1: had his faculties, but he had Parkinson's, and you don't get Parkinson's from fighting. I'm sure he had some punchiness to it, but, um, like, like, that was sad, you know? Yeah. It, that, that fucking hurt to, just to see that guy like that. Um, but, like, imagine, and Matt, like, it fucking, like, it fucking hurts to see Matt Hughes, you know?
2: And yeah. I should
1: break my heart when I see that guy. Yeah. You know, I don't want to say, I don't, like, There's there's a re- enough of us are going to have issues when it comes, if we get, if we get to the right age, enough of us are going
2: to have issues. Like, you don't fucking need to be doing anything to make it worse.
0: Yeah. All right, fellas, let's wrap this bitch up. Eves Edwards, you're the man. Thank you for joining us, helping fill in for Menace. Alp.
1: Dennis, thank you for coming to our show. Thug Jitsu Master and Thanks the Man show.
0: Yeah, this is our, I was filling in for Squid, he was filling in for you, and then we just decided to make a whole new show, so. Thug, I it. Thug Jitsu, Thug, Thug Jitsu Master and the Man. Alp Ozkillik, thank you for being our first guest.
1: Thank you, Al. Craig Jones, thank you. Thank Jones. you thank good to meet, you. good to talk to you for real, man.
0: Yeah.
5: Thank you, all you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Ease, good talking.
1: You too, brother. I'll see you when All I get right. back out to Cali. I'll definitely Yes, sir, for up, sure. Man.
5: I will DM you for sure. Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: Alright, brother.
0: And Menace, right. thank you for joining the show. Me and Eves, thank appreciate you, you coming on. Thank you. Alright, everybody, stay safe out there. And uh, we'll talk thank to man. you guys soon. Don't what
4: episode is this? Or 1 or 70-something? What'd you say? What episode is this? Episode 1 or is it episode 70-something?
0: It could be episode 80 or it's episode 1. We'll decide that yeah. afterward. I'm gonna cover. There's a menace in the man logo. I'm gonna make that thug Jitsu in the man and cover oh, it with yeah. that.
5: Just okay. put a stamp on it. Yeah. He's, what was the show you told me. The YouTube show. I'm gonna watch it now.
1: Out of shadow. Oh shit! Um, of, I yes. just sent it to um. I also sent it to Stan. Let me just double check. and Make sure I got the name right. You're Out welcome. of shadow. Out of shadows. Yes.
0: Out of the shadows. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Thank you.
2: See you
3: guys.
0: guys. I you. Fellas, have a good night.
2: You too, brothers.